BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Thirty-two hours and fifteen minutes. Why? Why? Yes. Welcome in, everybody. That's how long it is until kickoff between the Eagles <laughs> and the Giants. It can't come soon enough. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yay, everybody. Thirty-two hours, fifteen minutes. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. Are you questioning the math? Is that what I was? Was. you know what? I'm great at math, but when it comes to you, what did you do one time back in the summer? We are 180 days into this show. <laughs> we are, no, 180 days, 15 hours. 192 days for those. Are you serious? Days. You keep running tabs on this stuff. I do. 192. <sighs> Rob. Bro, you know what that means? That means we are just a pain in his ass that he's taking notes on, you know, what not to do next time he signs up for a show. That's That's right. Now, you know, I will not. Life is a learning lesson. I will, <laughs> I will not look at it as a pain in his, you know what. I will look at it as we are his ray of sunshine. We are his joy away from home. Mm-hmm. We are his distractions from the trials and tribulations of life. Well, that's, that's, yes. I like that. He is I home like that number better. one. He is yeah. home number one. Number two, we are the pains in his ass. Number three, we're there the distractions that he's, that he's speaking of. There's speaking, an, there's nobody else I'd rather there. spend noon to three with, uh, guys. <laughs> there, speak for yourself, please. All right, uh, well, I admit it. You know, so that's the first. That's the first thing in, in embracing. You know that you have a problem is when you admit it. Now I can <laughs> I, move on. I take pride in the fact that we have been able to bring out a side of Rob I never knew existed until we started doing this show. Thank you. I, I, I don't know. Appreciate I don't know who the heck he is either, bro. I don't either, because this ain't the dude I first met in 1997. He was like Ward Cleaver. Back then, <laughs> that's just what you saw. That was that was corporate Rob. That was corporate. That was corporate Rob. Rob. That's all yeah. we ever saw back then was corporate. Well, you could show, you know? man. Yeah, some you know we got a lot of lot of vultures man. flying around in, in, in that atmosphere. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful. You know, um, Eric, Eric Winters asked this question yesterday, and you know, yeah, and he put it in question? caps today. 
He said, you know, Rob, D. Gunn, did, did y'all play sports when you were younger? I did, okay. yes. High school, college, yes. I was on a state champion in baseball, conference champion in football, a conference champion in baseball in college, and played football in college as well. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't as accomplished as you guys, but I played everything growing up. Well, I, I played football, yeah. baseball, basketball growing up. I played uh, – I, when I got older, I started trying golf, uh, and I okay. still play a little bit. I say trying. I suck at it. Um <laughs> I currently play pickleball, but I was a football, baseball, basketball uh, nut as a kid. What did you enjoy the most? Basketball. I was my basketball was my best sport. Uh, believe it or not, basketball no, no, was my he, best sport. Bro, you can hoop, man. You can uh, definitely hoop. Hey, I'm telling you, hey, D Gun. Yeah, he can hoop. He's got some talent. Yeah, he's got some talent. He can run the point. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna be way better if we play the yeah. the uh, our 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 friends again. Uh, was the local four twenty? Our our uh, steam fitter guys. Uh, I've already started working out. That's right. I I've agree. I'm, I'm going to be See, much I, I better re- ready for him this time. I love basketball, and I played it in high school. I played three sports in high school, but football and baseball were my game, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I even had a trial with the Cincinnati Reds. Oh my goodness! Oh, get wow. out of here. My co- my dad's second cousin had some liaison with the Cincinnati Reds. And um, he got me a tryout with the Reds. The Reds were in the in Milwaukee area trying uh, trying out kids, and I was 18, 19 years old when oh, it man. happened. Now I was pretty good. I ain't gonna lie, I was a pretty good baseball player. I get out there for this tryout, and it's like, man, there's got to be at least a hundred kids out there, right? Right. So I finished. I finished fourth in the out of a hundred something kids. I finished fourth in the sixty yard dash. The time you know, I ran like a six 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 seven six point seven something like that. Dang. Then it came to the offense, and I was a good hitter. I was a good fielder. I played first base, and because I'm left-handed, obviously, yeah. you're limited where they're going to play you, so I played all the outfield positions. So everybody got one at bat. I struck out on three straight pitches. Oh, I was so anxious. Then I, they put me in left field. I get out in left field. I mean, this dude hits a hits you're, a sky you're still in left field. Yeah, that's true. My <laughs> wife will attest to that. You ain't, you ain't never lied about that, bro. Yeah. I get out there and left field. Dude hits a towering fly ball. It's a slight windy day. Hits, and I'm routine fly ball. I mean, it's like an Empire State, State Building type. I, I'm camping under the ball. Ball's coming down. Landed five feet in front of me. Oh, no. Oh. I put my head down on my cousin, my dad's cousin, no matter how much he tried to console me. I didn't cry, but that was the most demoralizing. I think that's probably at the top of the most demoralizing moments of my life because I'm, I'm thinking I got a shot at the Cincinnati Reds. And my dad – my dad coached me to two Little League championships. Um, mm-hmm. I played first base for him, you know, and I thought, you know, I had a, option, a pretty good option of baseball. Man, I, that was so demoralizing. I played semi-pro after that, and when I went to California, I played down in Mexico for one summer Okay, uh, with a semi-pro team. Uh, I was like, I was demoralized, dude. You know? Then Tris said, nah, That's go it. talk on TV. Done. Oh, then, <laughs> yeah, go talk about sports. Don't don't play me. <laughs> Well, I know for a fact, too, that Barrett was a great basketball player. And we all know the football exploits, but he was a great basketball player, too. In fact, went to KSU. By the way, didn't I tell you how good Kansas State is, Barrett? Bro, I was shocked. Dude, they're legit. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And the only game that I watched, they lost to TCU. I'm like, no, they're not. But they're beating everybody else. I see what it is. What are they ranked now? What are they ranked right now? They're ranked. Uh, Are they in the top 12 or something like yeah, that? I love their coach, by the way. The guy is is freaking hilarious, man. He, he's, he's like, enjoying every moment of the ride, too. He's, he's awesome. He's awesome. You know uh, what it is? You go, to, you go to school like K-State, man, you start sniffing that wheatgrass out there. 
Yeah. I mean, look, look at look at Barrett. I mean, there's a prime example right here. What happens when you go to K State? Too much. Yeah, no, they're 13th. They're 13th in the AP. Uh, they're going to move up uh, this week. So, uh, but no, but people don't may not know that what a good uh, basketball player you were uh, coming up in high school. Yeah, also. I mean, I played against yeah, yeah. I played against some pretty good, you know, big country back in the day. Yeah, uh, played against uh, uh, what's his name? Sean uh, Bradley. Sean Bradley. Brad Bradley. Hey, a <laughs> quick story about that. So we're playing Sean Bradley, and um, I can remember. I'm actually I'm a small four, but I'm playing center because you know he was seven foot two at the time. So. Everybody's thinking his team is good because of him. He was probably the worst player on the floor when it came to him playing. Mm. He had it was it was three guards and another small forward. The three guards were going down on half. I mean, they, they they're going down on 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 fast breaks and stopping at the three point line of shooting, hitting. I'm like, mm. yo, mm. damn. First time I um, this is the first when I played it was the first time he ever got held to under 20 points. I held him to 18 points. Wow, uh, in the game. But I still remember this this play. The play is called Trojan. And I can remember we're at the top of the key. We're not the top of the key. We're at the um, free throw line. And I got my elbow in him. He can't move. He can't move. So he comes down. Guard calls, Trojan, Trojan. Why'd they call this play Trojan? All of a sudden, he turned like this. When he turned like this, I jumped out there like that. And he spun around. And when he spun around, he was right there at the button. He threw it up to him. Alley up to him. He didn't even get off the ground. He just dunked it. Or when yeah. he dunked it, he came up high. And I went up under it. All his junk in my face, bro. Oh. <laughs> it was like it was like halfway through the fourth quarter. Oh. And he's sweaty too, man. I'm like, oh, oh. No. posterize me, dog. I got you. Hey, uh, Fitness Rebel asked a question. And you guys play instruments coming up. I, I will say no. And I, I regret <clears throat> it's not – my parents wanted me to, and I always fought them on it. So that's on me. Uh, no, unfortunately, I did not. I didn't have a musical bone in my body. No. Yeah. Well, I, my dad, my dad sang. I, when I was 12, 13, my dad had this beautiful guitar called a Gibson Jumbo. And, and it was beautiful, black and brown swirl. And I mean, it, I mean, a beautiful guitar. So I took guitar, my, they made me take guitar lessons. And my, my, me, and, me and my brother and two of our girl cousins, every year the Milwaukee Summerfest would have these open auditions. And so we were called the Gun Cousins, right? Okay. And we were saying, I sang Ball of Confusion. I played the guitar. My, my, my other girl cousin played the bass. My brother was on the drums. And the other cousin was playing the tambourine. And we got past, and, and they would have it at different parks. They would have the regionals at different parks around the city. So we won our regional. And then we got down to the uh, down to the lakefront office where they would ho- audition the finalists to see who would get to go on the main stages. Because at the Milwaukee Summerfest back then when we were coming up, I don't know what it's like now. It's, I know it's still huge, but they would have seven to 10 stages going at the same time at the Summerfest. One stage, you know, it, it, during the day, it might be James Brown at night. It might be, you know, Seals and Carl, Nancy, uh, Seals and Carl. You know, they had yeah. like big artists come in. I got to see Mike, the Jackson Five for the first time down there. Oh, man. We, wow. never, ma- we never made it. But the, the, story, the reason I brought up the, the guitar was I, I didn't play it more than two years. So right now I can barely tell you where the C chord is. But along the way, I put scratches on that guitar, man. I just, you know, I mean, oh. it was, a, I put scratches on it. But they stopped making a guitar. My dad finally sold it in the early to mid 2000s and still made t- close to 2000 that guitar. That's how rare it was. Wow. Had it, had it been, and I mean, I tore up the case. I mean, when you close a case, the, the, it, it was like one of those hard cloth cases. 
like get guitars come in. I don't even want you cut like a cardboard case. The the, the uh, hinges that hold it back, one was torn off basically. If it had been in mint condition, he might have got over ten grand for that guitar. And he, wow. he got ju- he got it just under two grand for. It. I felt bad about. It, <laughs> I didn't know what I had in my hands at the time. You're a kid, like, you don't know. Yeah, I, right there, I said, "Why would you put an expensive guitar in my hands, man?" That's you pretty know? cool. My That's my pops, cool. he was a uh, he played baseball. And he and he was in college. I mean, not college, but uh, he was in a uh, he was pretty good in high school. In fact, he got a tryout with the um. Well, he was supposed to have a tryout with the with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. So at the time. He had just got married to my mom and um, he got, he went to, he went to enroll into the army, enrolled in the army. Two weeks later, he was going to boot camp. In between that two weeks later, he, uh, he got invited to go to camp with the Cardinals and couldn't go, had to go into the army. Mm. Oh man. Play catcher. He was good too. He played wow. catcher. That's where yeah, you get your athleticism. Oh, yeah, for sure. My parents yeah. were big into making us experience culture. Like, I had to play guitar. My mom was an alpha. She was an AKA. I had to go to her cotillion balls and escort a girl to a cotillion. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I took art. She, I had to take art one summer at the War Memorial Building in downtown Milwaukee on the lakefront. Beautiful building. Still there, I believe. I was, I'm still a decent artist. You know, not like my, my two kids, my middle kid and my younger kid. They are incredible artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, I look back on it and I understood what they did and wanted me to. I had, I got opportunity to do things that a lot of my friends would like snicker at. Hi, you got to put on a suit. You got to do this. <laughs> oh, you're taking art for something. I mean, I, but I understand why they did it now, and it's, and I think that's why we expose our kids to a lot of stuff, whether you pursued it or not. Just having a, just a sample of what's out there. You know, you may you may tap into something. Just like I tell you guys all the time, I tapped into this business by accident. I never wanted to do this business. I still laugh about it today, um, but somebody exposed me to it. And every time I try to get out of this business, I got a better job. So here I am today. <laughs> Until now. No, kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but it's Touché. true. It's no, it's true. I mean, you you do like I was I told I told this you guys this. I was intent on working in a front office or working in college athletics. And then I did an internship at the local CBS affiliate at the time in, in Philadelphia. And, and yeah. you know, the rest is history. So you just never know. That's why you want to expose your kids to stuff, because something might click. With them, yeah. Or, yeah. And then you might learn. Hey, it, I always say this with internships. It, you may learn. Uh, that's not for me. I know that. All right, exactly. Uh, check that off the list. Moving on. You know, that, uh, bro, that stuff's good for. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how I got, I got, I got involved in this because um, I was selling synthetic turf fields mm-hmm. for a company called Swartex, wow. and I just sold the Jets their practice field turf, and um, I said, you know what, I want to be part of football, but I want to be really involved in football, so. I want to go behind the camera. So I called Baldy up. I had been going to Baldy. Baldy had this thing where he used to go um, uh, bring new guys that wanted to be uh, broadcasters to his home. And they had a little camp, a little boot camp for us. So I did that. And uh, it was right around the time I had just won the Super Bowl and I retired. So I used to sit down and watch film with him at his house with these kids mm. that wanted to do that in yeah. football, um, be broadcasters. But I never wanted to be a broadcaster, though. So long story long, I say, look, man, get me in the building. I want to I want to help produce. I want to see if I can produce. So that's what I did. I went to NFL Films, went in as an intern, you know, doing my thing, you know, serving coffee, going, picking up, uh, um, you know, Chick-fil-A for people, you know, all that type of stuff. Worked my way to the top. You know, I was around Jaws, Baldy, uh, Merrill Hodge, Sal Powell, all oh, these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm there. 
and I started, you know, playing around a little bit. And I remember the first time um, Sterling, Sterling Sharp said, all right, you want to be in front of TV? So I want to try it. So he said, all right, load the tape up. We go downstairs in the studio. <clears throat> trying to do it. And as we're doing, I'm talking about um, the uh, lag draw. It was, I was breaking down lag. Nobody really knew what lag draw was. Hmm. So it's 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 me Sterling and Chris uh, Chris Collinsworth is there, hmm. and I'm explaining lag draw, and I'm fumbling through it and everything. But I'm also supposed to be writing on the monitor while we're doing it, showing it. So he's sitting there, and, and Sterling has this smart behind look on his face. <clears throat> All right, yeah, you talking about it? Why don't you show us on the screen? Show us on the screen. So I mean, I'm, I'm bruh. I'm a black dude, and I turn beet red, bro. That's <laughs> you mean you turn blue? You turn blue. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So like, from that point, I was like, you know what? That stuff ain't meant for me. And I eventually transitioned to it by doing radio first. I started doing radio, and then from radio, it, it did, you know, come to this. Yeah. But it, it was it was crazy, you know, how, how that all came together, man. That's cool, man. I, I love the journey. The journey's when it, And it's hard when you're in the middle of it because you're just grinding to, to know, like right. – Sometimes with the best days, you know, right. you're always, we you're always looking first, what's ahead. My first TV show was with with, with Rob. You know, right. we were at yeah. Brothers on yeah. Broad. That's right. And what was, was a two hour radio show? It was a two hour radio show. Two in the hour first radio week. show. I mean, uh, it was a two hour TV show. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, on Broad. It was from six to eight in the morning. And the first week, I might have said fifty to seventy five words the entire week out of a two hour show. <laughs> they, used to, they used to be like pulling teeth. Like, uh, what do you think, Barrett? <laughs> and I was saying, yes. <laughs> as you got more comfortable, and you know, we had some talks. You got now the rest is history. Rest <laughs> now is you history. can't shut me up. Huh? That's right. You know what, Kevin Savard? You said it exactly what I was thinking. You said you took the words right out of my mouth, Kevin, because after getting to know him away from the cameras, this is exactly what I'm thinking on a daily basis. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for, for oh. saying what I'm thinking, man. But you oh know, Rob, God. at least you at least you got to, to pursue what you do and stay home. I never thought in my lifetime I would be all over the country. I never, yeah. you know, I never, I thought I was be still at home in Milwaukee, you know, my whole life, doing whatever I was going to do. <clears throat> and it's amazing. I left Wisconsin on a whim. And ended up in California with a buddy of mine and moved coast to coast. I've lived from 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 Midwest, West Coast, now East Coast. And, and you know, I look back on it now, as much as I would have loved to have been around family all the time, the, the 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 experience, the journey has been incredible because of the amount of incredible people that I've met and called close friends from San Diego to New York. Um, it's you know, from Minnesota down to Florida. Uh, it's been a great, incredible journey. This business has opened up so many opportunities and I've made so many great friends inside and outside this business. So it was worth it. But it's amazing how, you know, when you're younger, you think you can plan your life. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And all of a sudden you completely do the opposite of what you think you're going to do. And you end up, I mean, I'm sitting here with a guy from, from Missouri and a guy from Philadelphia. I never thought I would be, I never thought I would cross the Wisconsin state line. Life's one big audible, man. And I'll tell you, it, it has man. been I, – I had to sacrifice a lot to stay here. I had opportunities that in other too. places. Yeah same, yeah, same here. You know, and for a lot of – number of different reasons. You know, it, I just didn't – I didn't always want to be picking up and jumping around all the time. But it That's is another it thing. Is. Yeah, like I, I could have been a coach in the NFL, man. I went to that internship down yeah. there with Harbaugh with, uh, yeah. with, the, with yeah. the Ravens. And um, I go through the summer, do the whole internship with them. Players love me. Coaching staff loves yeah. me. 
and he asked, you know, if he wanted to sign me on and I would have to stay in Baltimore. I'm like, I miss too much of the kids, you know, growing up anyway, even though they went with me everywhere I went. Mm. It was just, you know, we're at a certain point where I need to be home more. So that's why I stayed with NBC. But mm. I mean, I was, I, mm. I had an opportunity to make a lot of money, but it's just uh, one of those situations where is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And a coaching staff get fired just like, you know, <sighs> the leaves fall off trees in the, in the, in the, um, in the fall. You know, so it's just too iffy doing that stuff. Yeah. Funny you should say that because when I was at NBC in Philly sports for 23 years and, and along the way, I had job opportunities in Miami, Dallas, Chicago. And every time I wanted to go, my wife goes, uh, no, I don't want to go there. If so they gave the me a job in Miami, bro, my wife would have had us out here so fast, <laughs> no, bro. My no, head would have spent. My wife was not about to deal with that humid, that Florida humidity. That, now, if you if you knew how hot it was where she's from in California, 108, 109, starting in March, it's a, but it's a dry March. Oh yeah, it's a hundred degrees in March down there. That's crazy, close to a hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same weather you see in Phoenix. It's four hours different from where my wife uh, is from to Phoenix, but it's the, the exact same weather. The temperatures are exactly the same. So when you see these temperatures jumping up in the nineties and close to hundred in March, same weather. And I love that weather because it's dry. It doesn't blanket you. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't right. suffocate. My, my Miami suffocates. You're right. Oh, yeah. Now, if I was single, you guys – Barrett, I never would have met you. To be <laughs> no, I'm serious because I would have been gone. Yeah. I ain't no lie about that. I would have been gone to either Miami or Dallas. Ain't no question about it. <laughs> you know, but my wife said, you know, I figure I, – I, I constantly live with this guilt trip because I dragged – when I got married to her, I told her mom, I said, I'll never take her away from Southern California. Five months later, we were moving to Milwaukee. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the shortest marriage in the, in the history of mankind, you know. And she's been such she's been such a good trooper. Then we go to Pittsburgh. Then we come here, and every time I've opened my mouth and said I'm going, we're going back to California, we keep moving farther east. So I shut my mouth because I was afraid I was going to end up in Nova Scotia, Canada next. <laughs> so I just shut my mouth. I haven't said that anymore. So. But she'll remind me periodically. You told my poor mom you would never take me from California. Oh, jeez. Still, still holds that one against you. Right. Yeah, I mean, jokingly, but you know, I'm like, yeah. and I feel bad about it. But I said, look, honey, look what we've been able to do. Look, look what you look built. What we've met. Yeah, you know, yeah. absolutely. Well, said. now the well empire's said. crumbled. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, temperature time. How are we feeling about this game? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm more. I'm more. You haven't wavered. I, I'm more confident now than I was a week ago. Okay, that's for sure. All right. Uh, Cause I mean, I, I sat back and I watched the game again. That's number one. And because I watched the game again, I got more of a sense of um, what they are as a team. They're not as good as you saw against Minnesota. Minnesota is that bad. Mm-hmm. They were really bad that game. They were. I mean, I couldn't believe how bad they were in that game, man. You know, offensively and defensively, they just did not look good. So Minnesota virtually just gave the game to this Giants team gave it to them you know i'm not gonna take anything from the giants they did beat up on they were a more physical team yeah but the eagles are a much more physical team than, <clears throat> than the, the minnesota vikings i didn't know how finesse they were there they were a finesse team purely finesse they have no all right i'm about to beat you up type of mentality and that's that? you know that's, that's shocking to me minnesota oh, oh yeah, that's shocking yeah. to me that they didn't have that type of mentality man how they how they won all those games i truly do not know you know all right. I- incredibly soft, incredibly bad defensively. Luck, yeah. luck of the Irish. Yes. So, I mean, that's that's why I'm really confident on 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 um 
on what our ability is going forward to go out there and play against the team because we won't match the physicality. They're going to have to match our physicality. Yeah. They're going to have to match how we come off the ball. Hey, Mom. What's up, Mrs. Brooks? Um, how about you, uh, Derek? You you feeling? You know I'm glad it's Friday. Because yes. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about this game. Yeah. I'm so tired of talking about this game. I want the Amen game to that, bro. Amen you know to that. that. And I wish they were playing that 415 game, not because I hate it, but instead of waiting for the second game, it would have been the first game. It's in the books. It's No, you got to wait to the second game until you get to watch this team play. But I'm like Barrett. I'm a confident uh, in this team because they've had extra time off to get healthy, to relax, to mend the, to mend the bones, the broken, the broken pieces. Giants are coming here on a, an emotional high, yes, but on a short week. Um, they don't have nearly the firepower or the versatility on both sides of the football like the Eagles do. Um, I think I, I think it's going to be a little bit more interesting game than some people think it is because it's a divisional game and because the Giants are so loose playing with house money, you know, their mindset is, hey, we weren't supposed to be here anyway. Let's just go out and play. Let's go out and just, just ball. Let's just play whatever we do. Um, but in the end, I think the Eagles pull away and win this game by at least 10 points. So okay. uh, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I, I, look, I feel good about the Eagles. I, I think uh, the Giants have overachieved. Um, and I think <clears throat> the byproduct of last week is we saw them play a good game against the Vikings. We haven't seen the Eagles play in a while. And that's that's kind of clouding how we're judging the Eagles and how good they've been all year. I think the Eagles come out and play really strong. I think it's the whole momentum thing is way overrated. Um, the Giants didn't have any momentum going into the Vikings game and they went out and beat the Vikings. So I think the Eagles are going to be fine. Um, and I think they're going to play really, really well. I think the biggest question for me is can Lane Johnson hold up? If you're talking about a team that's trying yep, to win this yep. week and, and, and get to and win a Super Bowl, it, it, a lot of it is going to come down to Lane, unfortunately. And if Lane can't stay healthy, that's a big piece of this thing. Yeah, well, it, you're right about, you know, the fact that momentum means nothing going into a game because I'm, I'm looking at how this Eagles team has approached similar situations. And when it's on the line, they seem to be able to get things going. This is the path of least resistance going <clears> into <throat> the playoffs. They couldn't have got a better, you know, things couldn't have fallen into place like the schedule we played, mm-hmm. um, you know, the opponent in the first round. I mean, it's just, it's just falling into place. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let, let's, um, there, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah. This, this ter- did, Barrett, do you know about this? This Terry Foy says, um, major violation, Xfinity Live is hosting a Giants pregame party tomorrow. I know, Did Terry, you hear anything yeah. about this? You heard I about know. Is that true? Oh, man, if that's I true. That better not be true. Terry, that's weak, man, if that's what they're doing. That Bro, is- they man, can't do that. They what? can't do that. Is yeah, that true? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That I, can't I haven't be heard right. anything about that. I can't, I, Bro, I can't believe that. They will tear – that thing up. Yeah, that won't be pretty. That that will not be pretty, man. Well, how about this? Um, These fans are going to be amped, man, because there's actually a phantom game. Isn't it a phantom game tomorrow? Tomorrow morning? Well, tomorrow afternoon, they move the game to, I think, 1 o'clock. Okay. For the phantoms. Yeah. And Go ahead, Barrett. I'm looking at this. I'm like, I'm shocked to see this. I I didn't mean to cut you off, but, I mean, Giants fans reserved Xfinity – Carl Banks is hosting it. 
I got to text Carl right now. Yeah, let's find right, out if we can get to the bottom of that. We'll find yeah, out uh, if that uh, if that in fact is the uh, is the case. I don't know. Um, all right, so let's um, let's hit it real quick, and we come back. We got a great show for you. Michael Barkan's going to join us at twelve thirty. Come when we come back at one o'clock. Pat Leonard, who is an NFL right. columnist and a Giants beat writer from the New York Daily News, is going to join us at two thirty. We have Dan Coop joining us, and he'll give us the picks uh, coming up this weekend. So we got a lot in store for you. Don't go anywhere. We'll dig into this game. Gunner will try to get to the bottom of the Xfinity thing as well. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be a really scary proposition. It was That was the case with me for a long time, but I found the right person, and it's Jim Murray. And you know, I can tell you from personal experience, I trust him with everything uh, that I do in terms of investments. And I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k role with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You can be as well. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. That's how you reach him. You can also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. Murray dot Jim at principal.com. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Post-game show. 
Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Back everybody, we are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. By the way, the uh, the info that Terry gave us appears to be correct. Yep. Okay, yep. Uh, and I know Terry, and Terry isn't just throwing stuff out there. All right, so yeah, it looks like there's a what's being called the Big Blue Travel uh, Group will be having a uh, an indoor tailgate party extravaganza, which will be uh, hosted by Carl Banks at Xfinity Live from three to seven. Now keep in mind. Um, that's tomorrow. Uh, so that would, yeah, I mean, that would get you pretty close to game time with an 815 start. So yeah. again, uh, hosted by Carl Banks, road trip, a round trip bus transportation from uh, the Marriott, I guess, and you know, wherever they're staying. I don't give too much to, to Xfinity Live to the game and back to the hotel. So if, if, if I'm the- a news, if I'm a news station, I might keep a camera down there just in case uh, because yeah. that that's too close to enemy territory. But I will say this. As I text you guys, in all the years I covered the Eagles, every road trip they would go to a venue in that city and have an Eagles party. And you know, so yeah, you know, it's only right that a team, especially you know, a, a city this close, sure. I understand, you know, it's a big. There's a lot of tension between New York and Philly. I just, in all seriousness, I hope it doesn't get out of control and stuff happens, which takes away from the ambiance and the excitement of the game itself. But when you're talking about two proud verbal opinionated major markets like Philadelphia and New York. That's like mixing grease and oil, uh, grease and water. It just don't mix. I hear you. All right. Well, you know, what does mix well, anything, Michael Barkan, anything. And Barrett knows this. Get out of here. Oh, very well. There he is. Can you hear me? We got you. You sound great. Oh, good, 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 good. Because I got, I got the microphone, but it doesn't, you, you can't hear me in this, right? No. No, no, but yeah, we hear you really well. It's you're okay. whatever you're, you're doing off your laptop or your, or your desktop is working, so it's all good. Michael Thank B, you. the host of pre and post game uh, for the Eagles, for the Phils, uh, anything you name it, you throw it his way. Extraordinary, you got the great backdrop <laughs> right there. Uh, Michael, what's going on, man? How you doing? Everything is good. Everything is fantastic. I'm excited about the game. The closer it gets, I know Barrett said yesterday he hasn't been sleeping for the last couple of nights. Um, and with Barrett, you put like a little pee under the mattress. He doesn't sleep right. But this <laughs> is me. You do what? He's, okay. he's Barrett. And you've heard the princess in the pee. The princess in the pee. I got you. I got you. you know. I, I want to ask you something before we dive into the game, okay? Yes. You are the ultimate point guard. You do an amazing – oh, there's a glasses. Okay. You go. do a great job of distributing. You are a and, – and, and jumping with your own opinions too. But in terms of getting everybody their touches, whether it's Barrett, whether it's Jaws, you know, uh, the Diddy coming back, the whole nine, getting everybody their touches. How – what's the art to that? What, what, what makes that – what makes, you know, a good host in terms of making sure everybody feels like they're getting their say? 
It's really, Rob, uh, first of all, thank you for that compliment. That's the ultimate coming from you, and I really appreciate it. One, it's really trying to not get in the way. Whether I'm talking to Barrett, I'm talking to Gunner, I'll try to interject my opinion so it it gets a a response. Um, Barrett knows that yesterday, for example, I was talking Mm -hmm. about, and and for the past week, I've been talking about how nervous I've been about the the Giants game because the Giants beat Minnesota. I'm not really that nervous, but I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear what John Clark has to say, what Ray Dittinger has to say, and they did beat Minnesota. So I'm just trying to to distribute, as you said, and whether it's it's paying real close attention to what other people say so I can interject a question after that or just to come up with statistics or uh, any kind of information, certainly after watching the game, that I think they need to comment on because they're the experts, they're the pros, whether whether it's Ray, whether it's Barrett, whether um, it's Jaws or, or Ruben Frank. I mean, they're, they're all down there in the trenches and uh, and and as it was with with Gunner for for all those years they know and 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 i'm just trying to get the information out of them because that's how people viewing make their decisions they're listening to the Derek guns and the ron jaworskis and the barrett brooks's of the world they want to know what they think so they can make an informed uh, opinion about what's going to happen or what did just happen and um not to go off on a tangent too much, but one of the things we've been talking about, and I'm assuming you guys have as well, is the difference between Jalen Hurts' ability to throw the ball versus his ability to run with the ball. And and I know I was confused on that because, because I had a couple of viewers email me saying, why is this guy throwing the ball 38 times against the Giants if he's got an injured shoulder? Well, guess what? He can throw. Gunner, you probably know more about this with your insiders, but he can throw the ball. That's not the issue. And I just heard an ESPN report, um, uh, or at least attributed to ESPN, that it's painful to the touch. Now, I don't know if it's a lot of BS. I don't know if this is a bad source, but apparently, uh, uh, and I know no NFL players uh, go into a game in the season, Barrett, you can attest. No one's perfect. I get that. Right. But but if it is like uh, hurting to the touch, that's not a good sign. But I know he will suck it up and do whatever it takes to, to lead his team to a win. Um, but it ain't throwing the ball. That's not the big deal of it. It's mm-hmm. it's keeping that ball and getting in there through the line and getting nailed again yeah. and whether or not he can keep doing that because that is really the weapon that the Eagles need to win. Well said. Well said. Mm. Yeah, landing on the shoulder. Answering your question, I'm sorry. Well, landing on the shoulder. No, I mean that's the other part. Yeah, I'm more worried about that than maybe taking a shot from from somebody you know going through the hole or what you know whatever you end up doing. But you know, absolutely, no question about it. Do you buy into the the sort of the the Eagles? I don't want to say layoff. They had a week off, but really they haven't played well in, in about a month, maybe a month and change. How much do you worry about that? Because I, I keep trying to tell people, you know, the Giants weren't exactly late in the world on fire, and they went out and played great, you know, last week against the Vikings. How, how do you feel about the momentum thing? Uh, I think the momentum thing is important. I think that uh, you have an ebb and flow of the season. You have you have the the patterns of the season, and I think as a player, you kind of you go through your um, rituals. And when the rituals are disrupted, it better be counterbalanced by by getting healthy. And and if getting healthy, if you can get that much more healthy with a week of rest, uh, then then you can by you know be more successful by playing every week because that's what you do. Then fine, I'm all for the week off. But I, I know the Giants have their uh, one of the defensive linemen is probably out 
But but other than that, I think they're pretty healthy. And they just played last week. And the Eagles haven't played since they played the Giants in week 18. And that didn't look too good either. Now, maybe it was vanilla. Maybe the offense was kind of tantamount to a preseason game. They wanted to win the game, but they didn't want to show too much because they could have played the Giants and, in fact, are playing the Giants. But but I, I um, I'm a little bit concerned about this game. I think the birds will win. But for everybody to just dismiss it, like that's that's why they play the darn games. Mm-hmm. And last year, I think uh, two or three of the division round teams, the home teams, lost. And I think two of the top seeds lost uh, in the divisional round. So it does happen. Um, and I'll go to Kansas City and Jacksonville. That's supposed to be a slaughter. There's no way. There's no. Oh, really? Unless there's a way. And we'll say, I never thought that would happen. And what's happening now with Andy Reid there? Mahomes can't, can't, can't get it done. Um, so, so, you know, there's always a way. That's what, right. that's what upsets are for. Hey, Michael, um, since Jeffrey Lurie has bought this team, they've now made the playoffs 17 times. And you've been here for most of them, maybe even all of them, you know, in, in his tenure. Compare your enthusiasm about this team to another team that we've watched in Lurie's tenure? Uh, the only the only other team I can think of is 2017, and that's really only after they got started a little bit, Gunner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to – I'm trying to – I guess you could pick any one of the Andy Reid teams that went to the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game because most of those seasons – there were expectations that they would be able to do something special. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we thought Super Bowl, but I remember with this team in the preseason this year or last year. Now we were talking about, they could go to the Super Bowl. And I remember talking to the Diddy before the season began. And he said, Mike, they might not lose their first six games. Little did did we know what they won their first 10 or 11 games, you know, but, but he saw that right off the bat. I know you guys saw that right off the bat. So now anything less than a Super Bowl appearance will be uh, unexpected, if not disappointed. We're, we're, we're thinking that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. That is a high bar. It's a great question, Gunnar. I don't think we've seen it um, since 17. And, mm-hmm. and even in 17, it wasn't until they got, what, four, five, six games in. We're like, wow, they could, they could have something here with his Carson Wentz. So – I, I would say the only other team would be the 04 team. Yeah. You know, when I asked that question. Oh, because yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. they brought T.O. in. Yeah, I was 04 and 17 were the two th- teams I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 04, that was, I think, the pr- first preseason game where Donovan, like, did a little play action and then just threw that bomb to yeah. T.O. and the place yeah. went yeah. nuts. And we thought, oh, man, what a season this will be. And it was. And uh, I still think T.O. was the MVP of that Super Bowl, even in a losing effort. So. Yeah. Uh, that was a really special season, and they got to the Super Bowl. That anytime you get to the Super Bowl, that, that's great. But uh, you know whether or not they get there remains to be seen, and I don't think it's a slam dunk. And the mm-hmm. fact that they have played kind of uh, mediocre over the past four or five weeks is part of it. I also think it cements for me the reason that Jalen Hurts is the MVP. You just you saw what happened without him. And with him, they're different. With him healthy, they're a different team. And um, you take him out of the equation, and all of a sudden, they can get beat or or come real close. So I think it's going to be a lot different though tomorrow. Okay, guy, back. You're muted. You're still muted. I think somebody's muted. Michael Barrett. Barrett's uh, no, muted. I'm not muted. 
I'm good to go. Barrett's muted. That's why we wanted it, man. I'm going to talk to him later. You know what I mean? I don't need to hear him, man. I don't need to no, Barrett, are you fixed? There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yes. My cord keeps popping out. Are those um, the same glasses you wear on the air? No. Uh-uh. I knew These it. Blue. The blue glasses. Yeah. These are the blue light yeah. glasses. I, I hear oh blue light glasses. Yeah. Yeah, they, I yeah, can they're see myself good. in your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Mike, let me look at this then. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer that this team is still the best team in the NFL. And I, you know, I I, I bet you're one of those 49er guys that think the 49ers are the better team. Hey, boy, he when, is just stubborn beyond belief. He is on the 49ers, man. It's, it's so crazy. I, I I don't understand why people you are what your record is, number one. This team is built the right way, number two. Number three, the leadership we have in place is going to take us to that next level. The message got lost in translation with, um, you know, with, with, with the quarterback change. You know, I, I really think that Jalen stepped back to try to allow uh, Minshew to go out there and, and, and be that leader since he was the one on the field. So they didn't get the same message. Now that the captain is back on the ship, I really think that's why this team will be back to playing what they are. You know, what are your sentiments of that? I, I think you could very well be right. I know he has indicated that, Jalen. Like, I, I, I don't want to get in the middle of anything. And it was Gardner Minshew's team for, for that game or, or two. Um, and, I, and I do buy that. I'm just questioning whether or not he's going to be healthy enough to run the offense as it's designed. And he's got to take hits. He's got to. He has got to carry the ball, or there's got to. There's got to be the threat of him carrying the ball, for them to be effective offensively. And um, and I think he's the type of guy who will suck it up. I mean, if he can't, if he can't be effective, it's because he can't play. If he can't be effective, he's got to be in serious pain. And to be able to what he do what he did even against Chicago after he got crunched like that and throw and and then the ensuing weeks, who, who did he hit? AJ Brown um, when he dropped it right in the basket on that bomb. Mm-hmm. And I thought if that's if that's a, a injured shoulder, I'll take that every day of the week. Um, but at the same time, Barrett, um, you know. I think you, you may recall our, our friend Vaughn Hebron, who used to play for the Eagles, got two rings with the Broncos. He used to say every game, and Gunnar, I know you know this, he used to yeah. say every game is a season, and it is a <laughs> what-have-you-done-for-me-lately endeavor. And so, yeah, they were great for, for the first 11 games, 12 games, 15 games, but then they started to falter. And I do believe that if you are not on the field and playing games um, every single week, that you lose a little something. And as I said earlier, if, if what you gain is health, that's not a, that's a huge thing. That's not a small thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're losing your rhythm, tempo, and timing, that that is significant. And you would know better because because you've had those weeks off as a player. You faced Robert Porsche in a battle <laughs> against Detroit. You know, you so so you know what you know what that's like. But that's why I say the tempo of the season, the tempo of the week is that. Is that significant or not? It, it is significant, but you, you're dealing with a team that's a veteran team, number one. Number two, you have a quarterback that plays beyond his years and is, and is uh, virtually a coach on the field. So the message you'll be getting and, and the team is getting is one that, all right, we know that it's a marathon. We know that over the past couple of weeks we fought a little bit, but, hey, it's time to go out there and play. Now, you know, it's concrete. We will have our best 46 dressed and ready to rock and roll on uh, on Saturday. 
so in saying that, our best 46 is better than their best 46. And, you know, I can't see them playing uh, down to the level of their competition, but playing above that, especially what's at stake. Yeah. Robbie, what's the point? You, you, you're the points uh, spread guy. What's the seven point and a half. say to you? I know, I know. It, well, it tells me Vegas is pretty confident in the Eagles. If, if it's more than a touchdown, I think it may drop. It may get to about seven, six and a half. But I think, I think where it sits right now, I, I think absolutely uh, Vegas looks at this as an Eagles game. I will say this, Michael. The thing that, that I'm – I think you, you make great points uh, about the, the sort of layoff and the lull that they're in. That lull is probably, yeah, they've been okay. Yeah. Nah, they've been very bad. I, I think because of what Barrett brought up with, with like the culture that they have and the veterans who have been here and won a Super Bowl and know what it takes, com- combined with what Sirianni's done mm-hmm. and Jalen being, as Barrett says, beyond his years, I think those things are going to really help them to kind of get redialed in, if you will. Uh, when, when the game starts on Saturday night. I truly believe that. I think that's a big piece. I think teams that lack culture, you could see them just fall into that that you know that abyss that they sometimes fall into. But I think with this team, this is a mature, dialed-in team. And I think that is going to help them on Saturday. It, it's not in, to take anything away from the Giants. What they've done has been amazing. But I just look at it, Michael, and I see from a talent standpoint, quarterback advantage Eagles, offensive line advantage Eagles, receivers Eagles, tight end Eagles, defensive line Eagles, linebackers, Eagles, secondary Eagles. The only position I really get the Giants is running back. Now, the one thing I think you can argue is coaching because Dable's been unbelievable and Martindale's really good. So I think that's the one thing that you could argue. But I would say for the most part, you know, when you look at all those categories and you include in the the maturity of this team, I think that bodes well for the birds. I I agree with you. The only thing is you say quarterback and absolutely if you, if you hold up uh, Jalen Hurts and and, uh, Daniel Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones to the light. Obviously it's Jalen hurts. However, they're not playing against each other. And when I look at Daniel Jones and what he did and the element of surprise that he used and how effective Jalen hurts is that is with that and how effective the Eagles offense is with that. And then you take a look at Daniel Jones and you got third and four and you're expecting pass or you got third and seven and that guy goes, he can do that. We saw him do it against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. That is concerning to me. And I think the Eagles, not just the Eagles, any team. I mean, you know, Barrett, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're playing your tendencies. You're playing what you think another team will do based upon their statistics, based upon what you're seeing on film of that team. And, and so if they do something unexpected, then you're on your heels. So Daniel Jones, look, they were 6-2 and two in the first half of the season. I don't remember who they played or why that was. They were 3-6-1 and one in the second half of the season. Now all of a sudden, sw- slate is wiped clean. And they are 1-0, and and the Eagles have yet to play. So I know I can see Barrett tomorrow in the postgame show. What did you say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> after, after the Eagles. Yeah, he's, he's taking receipts right yeah. now, Michael. He, yeah. As, as, well, as Robert so said. I hope that happens. I, yeah. I'm just, you know, I think a lot of times we watch all this stuff, we just think based on magic, it's just uh, going to happen. Well, because this is what the Eagles have done, but it's a whole different deal. Uh, not to mention beating a th- team three three times in one season. I know it's been done, but it is a well. It's a rarity that teams play three times in one season. It's a rarity that one team loses three times. But uh, and the, and the Giants with that win at Minnesota, you talk about culture. Their culture just took a step up. I'm not saying it's what the Eagles' culture is, but all of a sudden they they, they got strength. They love this guy Dable. I mean, he seems like a oh, great yeah. guy. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you speak of his his absence now in Buffalo, and Josh Allen hadn't been as good as Josh Allen was when he was working with with, uh, with Dable. Yeah. 
So, so um, I, I think the fact that, that this team wants to play for them, it's just going to make for a very interesting game. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead go I'm, so, I'm sorry. sorry, Michael. Go ahead, finish. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm one. I am of the opinion that you always defer the kickoff. If you win the toss, I don't know if yeah. I would do that tomorrow night if I'm yeah. the Eagles. I might mm-hmm. take my ball and take my chances. And everyone talks about the link crowd, too. The easiest way to get the link crowd or the or the uh, the uh, arrowhead crowd or any big crowd out is just score first, score a couple of times, and they are silent. And you know well, guys, especially in Philadelphia, we'll sit on our hands if if we think, oh, they don't have a chance. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. So they, I would take the ball and score it. Go ahead, Gunner. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, Michael, uh, I think we all sit here in unison and agree. We believe the Eagles are going to win that game just based on overall. Strength, tenacity, versatility, depth, so on and so forth. But to support your case and, and to bring, because Rob, Rob mentioned a word that, that triggered what I want to talk about, the word culture. Go back to the Andy Reid era. Andy Reid was big on culture. Andy Reid had a series of dominant teams in the NFC. Andy Reid, in the playoffs, when he was expected to win, lost to the Giants one year. Lost to the Rams the next year, lost to Tampa Bay the next year, and lost to Carolina. There's no way on God's green earth they were supposed to lose to Carolina. What was that game, 15 to 10 or -hmm. something like that? And McNabb got hurt that game. And I talk about how there's always these these elements that we don't foresee. We we break down everything. We think we covered everything and and turn over every leap of bread. There's always the unseen that you don't know about. And while I am confident if if, if I was a betting man, I'd bet everything I had that the Eagles are going to take down the Giants tomorrow. But to support what Michael is saying, because it is a fair analysis. You just don't know until a game is played. You don't know. You don't know if key components that start the game are going to finish the game that could turn the tide of the game. You don't know who's going to win that turnover, that the definitive turnover battle, which the Eagles have not won the last four games. You know, so there's all these elements you have to take into consideration. But again, I go back to what I initially said, Michael. I believe the Eagles are going to win that game, but I like what you said, you know, that people yeah. don't want to hear. You know, you got to right. respect the unexpected. You don't. Yeah, you yeah. I believe don't. the Eagles are going to win the game as well. I'm, you know me. I'm just mm-hmm. a wuss. I'm, I'm real nervous about that. <laughs> and, and, and you, you know, you get, that that's why they play them. Also, um, of those NFC Championship games that you mentioned, uh, I know. Ari- I don't think you mentioned the Arizona game, but I think they had beaten Arizona earlier in that season. Yeah. I think yep. they beat Tampa Bay earlier in that season. Yeah, yeah. I think they beat Carolina earlier in that season. Uh, I, I forget the other ones you, you, you mentioned. I don't know if they played them that season, but certainly just because you played somebody. And, and then with the Tampa get, Bay game, there was, oh, they don't play well if it's cold. It's you know, under it's, 33 degrees. Pull all yeah, pull all those statistics out, and, and then it doesn't apply to that one game. So the mm-hmm. Eagles are 5-0 and at home in the divisional round, unless they're 5-1. and you know, I, I don't want to think that way, but, but, but it, it, it just makes me nervous. Uh-oh. I just don't think you can. I just don't think you can. You can uh, discount it. I was. I was can. listening. To, I was listening to your radio station today, Roberto on WIP. I was listening to John and Joe and John Ritchie's. Like, it, are you? It's impossible. There's just. It's not going to happen that the Eagles are going to lose this game. Blah, blah, blah. And of course, Joe was taking the opposite. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right, John. I, I hope you're right. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a slam dunk, but you know, we're going to see tomorrow at eight fifteen or so yeah. what the heck the story is. Well, I mean, I get that. I, I do. I get that. Everybody knows that any given Sunday. But you get, I mean, it's, it's always an if. You know, what if somebody goes down? Well, I mean, 
man for man, talent is going to take over. And that's my biggest pet peeve right there. We're a much more talented team. We have more. Dable has his team playing above their talent. <clears throat> even if they're playing above their talent, they're still not more talented or even close to being as talented as this Eagles team. We I mean, agree. there's so many ifs. If, if my uncle is not my aunt, my aunt is not my uncle. There we go. You know what I'm saying? It's to me, that's to me. Let me write that down. To not, you know, nothing. So, no, you want. You know, Lacking one thing or, or having one thing. Yeah, if your aunt had something, she'd be your yeah, uncle. That, that, that's yeah. why I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to put it, in, you know, in, in a better term, so you mm-hmm. guys don't get on me for saying what I want, what I really no, want to say. Just it, man. I, but I'm just saying. I'm trying to stay out of trouble, but that's I don't deal in ifs. If I deal in, I I, I, I try to deal in what I know. I try to deal in what I've seen. I've broken down tape. I saw exactly what um, this team, how this team could lose. Time possession. Time possession is the biggest thing. The only thing that really hurts the Eagles is time possession when it comes to any of their losses and um, any time that a game turnovers. is close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I also, the thing I keep hanging my hat on, Barry, I do not believe in the Vikings. Like, as much as people are going crazy right. about exactly. their performance, right. I think the Vikings defense stinks, and I don't think the Eagles defense stinks. Right, yeah. So, and he, he didn't get a sack on Daniel Jones, and I know he's elusive, but the Eagles got to him a ton when that game mattered in Week right. 14, right. and I think they're going to get to him tomorrow. And if it's if it's Reddick, look out for a strip sack because that's his yeah. expertise. Bro, that's, yeah. I mean, they got Neil versus Reddick. Neil versus Reddick, a rookie playing playoff football versus Reddick, the number two sack guy in the NFL. Let's say, mm-hmm. let me just put that in your mind. Think about it. A rookie against a 16 sack defensive end. I hear you, you but guess me? what? The Giants, I think they're second and fewest turnovers in the NFL. The Giants are in the top five in Preach red it, zone offensively, it. top five in red zone defensively. So, you know, they, they've been pretty good. I don't yeah. know what the heck happened in that three and six. Were the Eagles on that same list ahead of the Giants on Good both point. of those same lists? Good, yeah, abs- absolutely. Yesterday we had to do. Yesterday we did a. Uh, we had to do a, a pep rally for the Eagles. <laughs> How about great. this old man? This old man came to us and said, "Adada." Am I lying? <laughs> no, you told me it was beautiful. It was so great. Yeah, the first time I ever heard him say I don't know. What did he just say? What don't I know? Rob was like this. Barrett said, I don't know. What's that mean? <laughs> I, said, I didn't know what that meant. I don't know, but I'm going. I keep telling them to make t shirts. Hey, hey, Michael, yeah, you, you got yeah. to yeah. check the Abonics dictionary to figure that out. <laughs> I don't think it's in there. <laughs> but look, it's Rob, Rob, there. Rob let it slide like two or three times first. So then we got off air. He said, uh, Hey, um, say Barrett. I said, what's up, man? Hey, um, what is out <laughs> I never knew. I didn't know if I was agreeing with it, disagreeing. I, I was like, all right. And finally, good. If you, all you do is Adada equals damn Skippy. Yes. So so then Rob, Rob says, what does that mean? And Brian, and then uh, then, then uh, your boy Gunner go say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you say that <laughs> the other day. Me. I didn't comment on it, but 
what the hell does that mean? I'm like, that's what it means. What I I love about you, what I love about that is that you stuck with it, and now everybody else is saying it. We're all stealing it now. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yeah, we're appropriating it. I knew I I arrived when Ray said it. When Ray said, see, I don't know. I was like, did Ray do that? That's yes, awesome. He did. Yes, he yeah. did. Oh because man! Now you know that's made it. It is officially <laughs> oh, made it. You know what I mean? I mean you've got you've got John and you got <laughs> Arara coming out. That's pretty damn good. That's I'll it. That's why you're going to win. Damn it! I'm, I'm um, looking forward to Ray saying it tomorrow. Barrett, Arara. 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 Uh, Michael, uh, all right, when, what's uh, the uh, what's the coverage? What time do you guys get it kicked off tomorrow? And then I know obviously post game as well. But what time are you guys rolling uh, for the big game tomorrow? Thank you, Roberto. On the uh, pregame, we're on the Plus Channel, NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus, uh, and then a clock hits zero on the post game show. We're on the main channel. We've got Birds Huddle pregame at six thirty, also on Plus. Uh, then it'll be Barrett and it's Ray and it's Ruben. Um, Ruben's uh, uh, Ruben's at the link. And we'll be talking about uh, all the Eagles preparations for the Giants. That's at uh, seven o'clock, awesome. and, and then uh, and then we've got uh, in-game live as well on all your NBC Sports Philadelphia social media pages. I'm, I'm really excited about this game. It's one of those things where you try to keep it out of your mind. So I know. You're it's, hard. it's getting harder. It's hard today. Yeah. Now it's yeah. today. It's really hard. now. I'm starting to really get excited. I'm like man. Yeah. Playoff football in Philadelphia. With Love it. it. It's going to be great. Michael, let's Love appreciate it. a couple minutes, man, as always. You know you it. Go. This actually fit on my head. That does fit. Time. Before the, before the show you started. Can, you can put that on your head. You get my props. That's right. <laughs> Michael, how thank you. How much you offer? <laughs> appreciate it, Michael. There, man, with some, with some Pam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right, oh, Michael. Yeah. We'll catch you tomorrow, man. Thanks for your time today. All right, guys. My good, Mike. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Take care of the great Michael Barkhead. All right, let's get a quick one in here. We got Pat Leonard coming up from the New York Daily News. We'll talk to him. We'll continue this Eagles-Giants breakdown with Pat, who does an amazing job covering the team uh, for the Daily News. All right, we're going to quickie in here. That's Gunner. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about pro-action restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, and you've experienced the pain, inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, they are the people that you reach out to because pro-action is on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I, I personally experienced this. I went through it at my parents' house. They got some flooding in their basement. I called Pro Action on a Saturday, and they were right there. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was right. They were licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro Action will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com.
My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Our sports day, Jacob Torch YouTube Network. I am Rob Ellis, along with Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, and we just keep it rolling with excellent guests today. We have Pat Leonard now joining us, NFL columnist and Giants beat writer for the New York Daily News, also a Philly native. Pat, yeah, I uh, I understand oh. that you have uh, your Philly roots. Where are you from, man? I, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, man, born at Abington Hospital, grew up in uh, Fox Chase, right across from Burholm Park, Cotman and Central. Yeah. So went to St. Cecilia's school for grade Northeast school. man right here. Holy Ghost prep for high school and then off to Notre Dame and now in the New York area, man. It's been a been a good ride. Notre Dame, so you were a slacker as a student. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Mailed it in, baby. Mailed it in. <laughs> How about Mike Bragg hanging it up at the end of the year? I, I mean, know. You know what was funny was I was I was obviously growing up in Philly, you're a fan of all the sports, but basketball at a youth age is so big in, in Philly too. So I was a big basketball guy. And then I went to Notre Dame and said, wait a second, football is such a religion. Right. And so now I find myself in the NFL covering the birds this weekend, covering the giants. It's great. That's cool, man. So uh, let, you obviously have a pretty good handle on both sides of this thing, but let's start yeah. with the giants. And I'll be honest, like mm-hmm. uh, in, I, I didn't expect anything from them this year. I thought I liked the Dable hire, but I didn't think there was enough talent here for this to be anywhere near a playoff team. Yeah. How surprised are you as someone who's covered the team for a while here at what they've been able to do? Well, I picked them to win three games this year. If that tells you anything. 
<laughs> I, I was right there too, man. So I'm just telling you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I saw a team that was deeply flawed from a roster construction standpoint and the giants overcame it in a couple of different ways. Number one, coaching has been better, uh, especially the offensive acumen of Dable and Mike Kafka, just putting guys in positions not to fail, even if it's not to hit big plays all the time, they're protecting Daniel Jones from himself and then they kind of built him up to the point that you see now where he's carrying the offense a little bit. Wink Martindale's been excellent, aggressive on defense. They're fifth in both third down and red zone defense. They give up yards, but not a ton of points. That's why they are where they are. And Joe Shane, the GM, I mean, listen, there was nowhere to go, nowhere to go but up from Dave Gettleman. But Joe Shane in the front office, the floor has been raised on their depth contributors and players. Mm -hmm. So when they've gone out and gotten guys like Isaiah Hodgins from Buffalo, Nick McLeod, John Feliciano, obviously there's a lot of former bills I'm mentioning here, but they've really made targeted pro personnel decisions. Even a guy like Jalen Smith, an inside linebacker who was a street free agent, people thought really was washed up has been a huge contributor and a leader on their defense. So I think it's, it has started at the top for sure. And the final piece is they've elevated the top players. So Dexter Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Saquon yeah. Barkley. Hey, hey, Pat, how difficult has this week been for you, man, being a Philly native and now coming in with the enemy? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I, you know, when I went to Notre Dame, you know, you're a student and you're such a huge fan. And then I was covering the football team and the basketball team and Mike Bray yeah. there. And I got at an early age, I had to learn when you're up in that press box with your shirt and tie on, you can't cheer. And that's where I kind of learned it. When I covered hockey, I came to Citizens Bank Park covering the Rangers against the Flyers. Right. That was hard. Yeah. You know, I got to skate on the rink on the baseball field. And I'm, you know, the Philly in me, it's there. But <laughs> you've you've gotten it out of you because you know that you can't do the best job possible in this job if you're if you're taking a side. You know, I have to stay objective. But uh, to, th to say that this game doesn't mean more to me and feel different to me than mm. others would be a complete lie. Mm. Well, yeah, you look at that, though. But I'm looking at your team, man. And, and, you know, McKinney's back. Jackson's back. How big of a plus is that for that defense? Does we feel more confident in being able to bring the blitz now with those guys? Yeah, no, that's perfectly said. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, seven for 47, no touchdowns with those guys back in the game for the first time in eight weeks. So that means a ton. That tells you everything. Uh, Adoree is not a shutdown number one corner, but he's the best corner they have. And Xavier McKinney, even though he still has that banged up left hand, there's some limitations to it. You saw him drop what would have been normally an interception for him on a deep ball to Jefferson that he covered well. But the fact that he was there, they can move Xavier down into the box like they did late in that game when TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, was hurting them and start to take them away. He makes the game ceiling tackle. Um, frankly, their pass rush is not like the Eagles. They do have Dexter Lawrence. They might not have Aziz Ojolari, their edge rusher, who has a quad injury, actually played pretty well the last time they faced the Birds with their first string. Uh, but the fact that their back end is stronger and at fuller strength now does enable Martindale to, who already has a lot of tricks in his bag, yep. use more of those options and send those pressures that he loves. Mm. What I think what I'm most impressed with, and there's a lot, Pat, with, with what they've been able to do, but the fact that you know Daniel Jones is doing this, and he's got mm -hmm. Saquon, mind you, but yeah. you mentioned Hodges, and you know it's Richie James, and it's Darius Slayton, and Daniel Bellinger. No disrespect to those guys, but to be able to do what he's doing, even against a, a uh, let's face it, a questionable Minnesota offense or defense last week. Yeah. 
is probably the most impressive thing because you, you even if you gave studs these kind of guys, I mean, you see what happened with Aaron Rodgers this year when he loses Devontae Adams. It's pretty amazing mm-hmm. this offense has been able to do what it's done. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. And the, the best part of it from a Daniel Jones standpoint, evaluating him as a player on the that is ascending, is at the start of this year, when they played the Tennessee Titans in week one down in Nashville, this was a Saquon Barkley heavy run offense with Daniel Jones making targeted contributions in very calculated ways, you know, mm-hmm. very cautiously working him in. They were using his legs more, but they weren't putting the game on his shoulders. It has evolved now to them scoring 38 and 31 against the Colts and Vikings respectively. And now it is a Daniel Jones offense with Saquon as a complimentary mm-hmm. piece, you know, and that actually helps the giants because Barkley, obviously he's done with injuries, dealt with injuries throughout his career. When you have, when you're able to give a guy like Saquon, like somewhere from 15 to 17 touches at key times, and especially keep him fresh for one, the red zone and two, the fourth quarter that has become the recipe for keeping him healthy for the next week and also maximizing those touches. So as good as Jones has been, it all, it almost highlights and improves the production that Barkley's going to get because they can use Saquon as a as a decoy a lot in motion. They can use him with the defense. His eyes moves with him early in the game. Jones takes off, uses his legs. And then in the moments where they really need yards and touchdowns and to punch it across, now Saquon isn't overloaded and exhausted from trying to carry the load. Hey, Pat, what is your be- best guesstimation in terms of what has Dable done with, with Daniel Jones that has made him more efficient, a less turnover machine, more comfortable in the pocket, and a much better quarterback to the point now they're talking about giving him an extension now. Yeah. I think the number one thing is the turnovers are down. And it started there. And we all saw in week one in Tennessee when he threw that interception in the red zone in the second half, I think we all, including the Giants on the sideline, thought that that might have lost the game. Dable ripped into him on camera, on the sideline, in front of the world to see. And I think that was a good look at their coaching point to him before anything was cut this stuff out or we can't trust you. Mm -hmm. And they definitely, including Shea Tierney, the quarterback's coach, uh, the Shamney guy, by the way, um, he (laughs) has worked very well at, you know, here in New York, it's always a talking point about Tom Coughlin with Tiki Barber high and tight, right? And I see that with Daniel. I see him protecting the ball better. And it's not always two hands on the ball when he's running, but that thing always used to come out. And because he's he's a tough guy. He doesn't know when to go down. He often right. takes contact. So mm-hmm. I think the ball security started there. You know, when we go into their auditorium to talk to the co- coordinators every week, sometimes they have their keys to the week on the whiteboard. <clears throat> and I can promise you, I'm not exaggerating. Any week I've been in there and they've been up, secure the ball is one. And it has started there. And once he did that, though, it is also highlighting his running ability, encouraging his running ability, and also scheming their routes to their receiver's strengths, knowing full well that, as you mentioned right off the jump, guys, they don't have a Justin Jefferson. They don't have A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. And so they have worked Richie James, Darius Slayton, and Isaiah Hodgins into cracks and zones into crossers and schemed open throws. Jones is an accurate quarterback, but they have schemed open throws underneath 
to move the ball down the field rather than taking shots in the coverage. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm done talking about the Giants. Um, let's, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, a football team that's more talented, um, have more production, have bigger weapons, better weapons, you know, because I'm tired of everybody talking about what the Giants can do, guys. Do. Oh, my fault, man. I'm sorry, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on, man. Welcome to the show, man. How do they stop Jalen Hurts? Hey, hey, Pat, we have to deal with this every day. How do you stop Jalen Hurts in the offense? All right, you want to stop the run, so you bring a a safety in the box. He's got 2,000-yard receivers on the outside. Oh, you're going to take him out? You're going to double-team one of them? He's going to throw to the other one. Oh, you got both of those guys double-teaming outside? We got a tight end in the middle of the field. Oh, you're going to do that and make it a light box? I can run the ball not just with Miles Sanders, but also I have a quarterback that can go run also. Yeah. You're going to get everything but the kitchen sink from Jalen Hurts. He's going to be full go. They're not going to hold anything back from him. What do yeah. they have as a, as a, as a, as a something that they could, you know, stop Jalen Hurts? Hey, listen, you're trash talking, but nothing you said is a lie. They are more talented. <laughs> they don't have a true answer to a healthy Jalen Hurts. That's why I, frankly, I think a healthy Hurts, this game's not close. If he's banged up or can't do everything that he's used to doing at an MVP level, it's close. And I think I talked to Jalen Smith about this, the Giants linebacker the other day. He said that when you face this kind of run heavy offense with such a dynamic quarterback like Jalen, you're not just filling a gap to make a tackle in the run game. You're, you have to shed a block and then go fill the gap and make a tackle. And they're well aware that if Hertz is at an MVP level, it's going to be a difficult game to win. Um, the, the fact is the Giants all year have been, Let's do anything on defense but give up a play over our heads. And Devontae Smith and Hertz got him in, in MetLife Stadium in early December with one. That was when McKinney and Jackson were out, obviously. But that's going to be their answer is we know you're, we're going to give up some yards in the run game. We know we're going to give up some yards underneath, but we just can't give up the big one. Now, that said, Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings, they played into the Giants' hands by throwing the ball on third and short, fourth and short. T- tie game 7-7 in the first quarter. O'Connell runs a throwback from Jefferson to Cousins. Yep. Can't believe that one didn't work. But, you know, the Eagles aren't going to go empty <laughs> on third and one, right? Hertz is going to hand off or keep it himself, and they're going to plow down. They're going to fill the hole. They're going to pull a guard. And here comes Dickerson downhill. And the Giants really don't have an answer, to answer your question, to that on a consistent basis. The best way the Giants can answer it is by running the ball and controlling the clock on the other end, like the Washington Commanders did when they right. came in and won with Brian yeah. Robinson. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's everybody's formula, right? Just play the, do the keep away game. I, that's why I think that that first series, Pat, is as much as there's a ton of time after it. If the Eagles' defense can get off the field relatively quickly, three and out or something like that, yeah, I think it goes a long way. If the Giants are able to just pound Saquon or Daniel Jones' design run, whatever. And it becomes an eight-minute drive, and they either get a touchdown or a field goal out of it. And then not only do you keep the Eagles on the sideline, you suck the air out of the link, which is going to be at a fervor pitch. I I think that first drive's really big, man. I was just going to say that, actually. You know, as a native Philadelphian, I know full well, as crazy as the link is going to be in support of the Eagles – one bad thing happening at the start, that place is going to yeah. get nervous. Yeah, you yeah. could flip it. Yeah. You could flip yeah. it. Because yeah. they're, you know, the Niners have won 10 in a row. The Eagles, best record in the league, but they're not coming in red hot, right? So they had the bye, but it, it just has that feel in Philadelphia, I think, right now. I can tell even from up here of are we still the same team we were five or six weeks ago? And so you're right. If, if they show it right away, they are. I think the fans will notice and the Giants will notice, and it'll be a long day. If they don't, 
that'll that'll get mighty mm-hmm. quiet and nervous around yeah, there. Some think. sphincters tightening, that's for yeah, sure. But really. you, <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Pat, you you I know you've written and tweeted about it. The Giants are pretty loose, man. I, I saw. Yeah. You know, I, I embarrassed myself by doing the gritty earlier this year. You don't want to see it, Pat. You Trust don't want to see it. I'm not going to do that to you. I spared you, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm going to Google that after this. Uh, please, don't do it to yourself. Uh, but <laughs> I, I saw Daniel Jones doing it. These guys are pretty loose, right? They're very loose. And, in fact, they don't like the narrative of house money and, you know, all, and all that, like, fortunate to be here. But this was the first week. Now, they danced to practice before, but – this is the first week it has the feeling around their facility of we weren't even supposed to be in the last game. We weren't supposed yeah. to win the last game. Yeah. We have no pressure on our shoulders and not that they don't have pressure to win the game, but they clearly don't feel any. And they know, I mean, they know that the Eagles are expected to at least be in the Super Bowl based on their regular season, if not win it. And that anything else is going to be considered a failure. Whereas up here, they're already playing with that house money. So not saying that's going to result in a victory, but definitely has the look of a team that is not going to be intimidated at the start of the game. Hey, Pat, what has gotten into Kenny Galladay lately? He makes an incredible touchdown, gets in a meaningless game against the Eagles, but yeah. he's downfield blocking. I'm, I'm watching him downfield blocking in a Vikings game, and this is a guy who's been there a couple of years. I, I, I have referred to him as the Jesse James of the NFL. That dude's stealing all kind of money from what he has not given the Giants over the last couple of years. But then all of a sudden he's, he's reborn now. I mean, what's yeah. gotten into this dude? Yeah, no, I, I like that. The Jesse J of the NFL. <laughs> so <laughs> I might, I'll have to give you credit if I use that. He, um, you know, the one thing about Kenny, there was a little bit of a misconception earlier in the year, especially among Giants fans who just, you know, wanted to run him out of town for, and I understand why. But when he and Kadarius Tony both looked like useless players, yeah. Giants fans kind of, and I think nationally, they got grouped together as these two guys don't care. They're not a part of our program. Let's get them out. Tony was that guy. Mm. Kenny was not, you know, now he's reserved. He doesn't talk much. Sometimes he's not even especially polite, but I got to know him well enough to understand he's a proud pro who never threw in the towel. You know, like Kadarius, for example, would be at practice taking his helmet off, kneeling down after one rep. He'd always go last during drills. He's just the kind of guy, it's like, dude, do you want to be here? That's not what Galladay has been, even though he has that reputation. So, like he said the other day, I'm not surprised by what I did, and I don't think people should be surprised by what I did. Because, frankly, he is a veteran who he was ticked off at Dable and the Giants when they benched him in week two and when he Mm -hmm. realized where this was going. Uh, but the he's like he's not Odell, but when Odell was with the Giants, even though he had a reputation outside in the locker room, all the guys loved him. And I would say Kenny's that way, too. They love him. Like when they clinched a playoff berth, he was one of the three or four players who put his card down at the after party and paid for everything. So wow. Jesse James take stealing the money, but giving yeah. it to the people. You yeah. know what I mean? Call it so, Robin Hood then. That's all. Yeah, Robin Robin Hood, Hood. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. That's right. <laughs> but um, could I mean I can definitely see. You know, I remember early in the season when they, like you said, they weren't trusting um, Daniel Jones. They ran a lot of wildcat, you know, formations. You know, Saquon left, Saquon right. You know, line them back there, just direct snap to them, all that stuff. We saw how the Saints implemented that same type of offense. It's really set the tone the first drive and uh, and out physical, you know, this Eagles team. Now, Jalen Hurst might have been there and Lane Johnson were there, but they, they were everybody on the defensive side of the ball was there. And yeah. they were able to do that against this Eagles defense. What are the chances you see them doing that? I mean, McCa- uh, what's the name? Kafka? 
I yep. mean, he'll definitely take – he's yep. he's done it before. Do you think – what are the chances he does this again? Yeah, Barrett, that's – no, that's a good point. I, I, I do think they're going to run Daniel Jones a lot and try to employ that strategy and take advantage. I'm not sure it's going to work as well for the Giants as it did, let's say, against the Vikings. Obviously, like you said, it has happened and worked some against the Eagles as well. I do think the Eagles defense is a faster one than like the Colts and the Vikings ones that the Giants have carved up. So even if they run and get some yards with Jones, they've had 38 and 31 points the last two games. But most of the year, just like their first meeting against the Giants, they've scored around 20. So Mm -hmm. do I think Jones will do some damage with his legs and that the Giants will kind of employ that six back offense and attack to some success? Yes, but I at least what I've seen most of the year is that with the exception of the last two weeks, it has not resulted in an explosion that would keep pace with the Jalen Hurts MVP level Eagles offense. Mm. Um, You know, the interesting thing along those lines, though, is not only in the design run game against Minnesota. So Evan Neal, the right tackle for the Giants, he's had some struggles. He played better against Minnesota, but you could tell the strategy from Kafka and Dable early in the game was, hey, Daniel, if you see a breakdown in some of your protection, just abandon the play and take off. So he was running quicker than he usually does. He wasn't going to read two and read three and then going. It was read one. Whoop. I just saw a purple jersey. I'm out. And so um, that's something to watch for as well, especially against an Eagles pass rush that the Vikings one is good. The Eagles is better. Hmm. I've asked this to a couple different people, but I'm curious where you you fall on this. When they played earlier, I don't mean the the week 18 game. I throw that out for both teams. But the week 14 game, when the Eagles won 48-26. How different was that Giants team at that point? I know Saquon was still dealing with that shoulder, so he yeah he didn't, it wasn't much of a factor, and he didn't they didn't you know give him the ball a ton. But how how much can you take from that with this matchup? Yeah, Rob, that's um, that's something that I've thought about a lot this week, and we've asked them a lot about. First of all, I think um, I think Barkley that week that was a very strange week the way they handled his injury. It was almost like he could have played more, and they rested him. But Dable didn't want to make it look like that, which is a very strange thing because it's a rivalry game you're trying to win. Um, That said, I think the thing I learned from that game is the thing we talked about a little bit already, which is if the Giants fall behind early, they don't have much of a chance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 24-7 at the half in that game, uh, they were missing enough key players that you can't directly compare the two. But the fact of the matter is they had – a turnover or two in that game. They had, a, yeah. I believe, that botched punt. Yeah, Gillen um, dropped it, yeah. Right, so, yeah, I've never seen that before. Weird. Those kind of plays happen, and the Giants, not only can they not beat the Eagles, they, they're not beating anybody. That stuff happens. I mean, so you have to play a clean game if you're the Giants looking at that tape. You also can't let a guy like Devontae Smith get behind you uh, for big games. I'm actually more interested, and the Giants obviously being coy about this, I'm most interested in how their defense with all backups played the Eagles first string offense in that last game. I know people don't want to look at that tape too much because it's like, well, the first stringers didn't play each other. Who cares? But, and, and also Eagles and the Hurts obviously didn't run their full offense. So that was another thing. But to me that looked like Martindale and the giants had figured something out about how to make the Eagles work a little bit harder. And also in the red zone, they did not give up touchdowns. Yeah. And so Mentioned off the bat, fifth red zone defense in the league, fifth third down defense in the league. My takeaway from both of those games, if you look at a possible silver lining for the Giants is, 
they did not give up touchdowns to the first string offense with backups in the second game. Who knows if that'll hold, but I think it's encouraging if you're the Giants looking at the tape. Yeah, the red zone is a great point point. because Jalen doesn't particularly throw it well in the red zone. He runs it well in the red zone, but he doesn't particularly throw it well. Who do you think will be the guy that gets the Adoree Jackson treatment? You know that we saw in Justin Jefferson. Will they handle it that way? Will it be AJ? Would it be Devon? How do you think that goes? I think it's AJ. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. I think it's eleven. Um, mainly, Former teammates. Yes, exactly. Mainly because yeah, good point. Yeah. Mainly because he um, that both receivers are dynamic, but Brown's ability to do it all and with so much strength over the middle as well. There's just so many different ways they use him. And he really is one of the keys that unlocks the offense as great as Smith is. You know, if Brown gets going, it's one of those things like, here we go. You throw up your hands because everything else now is going to work. So at least from my vantage point, it's going to be him. But this is why the, this is why like to Barrett's point earlier, like this is why the defense offense, when it's clicking, you can't key on anybody. (laughs) And, and, and that's, and I, and I mentioned it earlier, but in that blowout loss, and you asked this also, Rob, too. I forgot to mention this. In that blowout loss, if there was anything that the Giants could also say, like, oh, that might be good down the road, their pass rush was at times getting after Hurts. Yes, it was. A little it more, was. yeah, more than I expected against the yeah. Eagles' offensive mm-hmm. line, especially Aziz Ojolari, from my vantage point, he's questionable with a quad injury. He looked gimpy on Thursday at practice. I'm telling you, mm. I'm not sure he's going to play. Um, if that happens, cause he looked good in that game, that's a major advantage for the Eagles. Now they also have a guy on the practice squad, Quincy <laughs> Roche played three years at temple. Right. Uh, could he get elevated from the practice squad pop up and make an impact for sure. Uh, and obviously cave Thibodeau and they have some other guys who can pin their ears back. But if Ojalari can't play that, I think is a bigger deal than it'll probably get attention for. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Pat, what do you think, man? Prediction, you know, Two days ago, I thought the Giants would cover, like lose by three. The more I've ta- looked at this, the more I've studied it, the more I've talked to people and talked to players. I, I think the Eagles cover. I, I, you know, I give them like thirty to twenty. Okay. I just settle on if you if you stop for a second and think about the secondaries the Giants have faced recently and how their games have gone. I think it's an overreaction to believe that a healthy Hurts Eagles offense that the Giants would keep pace with it on the road. Hmm. So can they score 30? Yes, they've proven it twice in a row in the games the starters have played. But can they score 30 if Hurts and the Eagles offense are clicking? I don't think so. So give me the Eagles by 10. Hmm. All right, I, I, we, okay. we, before we let him go, uh, there's been a lot made of pizza <sighs> this week. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're uh, a Philly guy. <laughs> give us your favorite pizza spot in Philly, man. No hesitation. Santucci's yes. uh, on, on Ridge and Broad, original square. Yep. Um, I'm, actually, I'm actually coming down on Friday night tonight. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only 
Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. And getting that for dinner. And uh, <laughs> it's pro right there. And, I, and right. I actually, I opened on a segment on my podcast, Talking Ball, I opened talking about that as my favorite and defending Nick Sirianni, however, because the $5 Pizza Hut buffet when I was growing up in Philadelphia yes, <laughs> was a staple. And I will, I, will talk, I will say that to my dying day. I'm not, right. yeah, I, I'm not opposed to the, to the pizza. I, 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 there's pizza snobs out there that lose their minds when you hear, yeah. oh, you went to a chain. Like, okay, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You can't always have the you know Santucci's or sometimes what, yeah, you got to call audible sometimes. Yeah, bro. sometimes you got to right. do survival, man. All right, Pat. Pat, I got to ask you this: what's what's your favorite cheesesteak place in Philly? Steve's. Okay. Uh, Steve's, okay. The Prince of Steaks. The yeah. Prince. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Prince was uh, Bustleton and Saint Vincent when I was, uh, well, you know, in my neighborhood where I was growing up uh, over there near the Boulevard. So that's where I always got Steve's. But I'm a Delos Sandro's guy too. I don't uh, I don't discriminate. Yes. Yes. Del uh, Sanchez was my spot, man. Yeah. There you oh, go. So good, man. So good. Pat, mm. listen, man, keep up the good work. People can follow him on Twitter at P Leonard NYDN. And uh, give your podcast a plug again, Pat. Talking ball. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's Talking Ball with Pat Leonard. It's on the Believe Network. It's an <laughs> NFL podcast. We pick against the spreads and all that. Uh, but obviously, with a Giants and NFC East twist and flair, especially right now, uh, we had Zach Berman from The Athletic on. Uh, to talk the Eagles Giants matchup and everything Jalen Hurts and the birds this week. So uh, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome, man. Pat, right, great man. stuff. Really enjoyed having you on. Appreciate Thank you. you, bro. Appreciate this was a blast. Thank you guys. Take care. Take care. Yeah. That's Pat Leonard from the uh, New York daily news. Good stuff, man. Uh, really, really objective in depth. Look at uh, this matchup. I'd like to it really uh, fun to talk to Pat. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, let's come back, guys, and uh, we'll we got our NFL segment coming up at two o'clock. We'll mix in a little Sixers who won again last night. They keep it rolling. Uh, we're going to dive into every game at two o'clock. All four games that are being played, we will dive into uh, at two thirty. Dan Coob. We'll find out what's going on with Sport Trade. Uh, we got birthdays, movies. Don't go anywhere. That is for sure. Barrett, Derek, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes. Flint Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. If you do have any issues, they're just a quick phone call away. They are look, they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flint Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Now, Keep in mind, before we get the heavy winter snow or sleet or whatever, it's a great time to get your trees evaluated. All right. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Welcome back in, everybody. Just wrap things up with uh, Michael Barkan and Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News. If you missed any of that, you can always go to jacobsports.com or Jacobsports YouTube channel. Let me hit you guys with this. I was going to throw this at you uh, in the beginning of the show, but let, let's dig into it now uh, before we get to a little Sixers. Um, is anything short of reaching the Super Bowl do you view it in any way, shape, or form as less than a disappointment? I, I say if you don't at least make the Super Bowl, this is absolutely a disappointing season. No question. They have two talents at the roster. They've shown themselves to be the best team in the NFL. Um, they should be there. I still think they're the best team in the NFL. So anything short of being in a Super Bowl is a failure. They wouldn't have – they wouldn't have acquired the talent that they had after the A.J. Uh, Brown trade if they didn't think of such also. And it, for you to tell them to go in and, and, and bring in two run stoppers because they saw some inequities in the run and run stopping on the defensive side of the ball, bringing in Sue and Joseph, that just tells you right there where their mindset is and where they think this uh, team should be. They didn't bring in just one run stopper. They brought in two. Two run stoppers. So is it the Super Bowl or bust? And, you know, the organization, the way they're 
going out and acquiring talent is, is telling me the same. How about you, Gunner? I hope people don't use the word failure because in no way, shape, or form would this season be a failure. Okay. Mm. I, I would not say failure. So they, they lose, in the, in, they lose this week or next week? You don't word. think it's a failure? No. it's an, uh, no. Howie Roseman secured this team from, from March through early part of this season. He enhanced this team to be a definitive playoff team. And that's exactly what this team is, a definitive playoff team. It is arguably the best roster, best team in the NFL. Okay? They got to the playoffs. Now, for me, they do have to get at least to the conference championship game, which in all probability they should. Um, But it would be a big disappointment if they don't get to the Super Bowl because they stand here now, even without Avante Maddox, as the healthiest team standing in the playoffs. I mean, it's incredible that this team, even with a nicked-up Lane Johnson – even with the question mark hovering above Jalen Hurts, they are the healthiest team standing in the National Football League, which is unheard of at this stage of a season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't use – why would you use the word failure? And to me, a failure is if they didn't make the playoffs at all. Now, they've made the playoffs. They secured the number one seed. They, they, they kept they, – they talked they, – they lived up to expectations in a lot of world, uh, a lot of ways. Most explosive offense. A defense that can shut you down, take the ball away. So they, they achieved those goals. If they had not made the playoffs, I agree 100% failure. But this is why I said, okay, this is why, why I say failure. Why? Because potentially half the starters on defense mm-hmm. will be free agents. They were brought in mm-hmm. as, 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 as hired uh, mercenaries. Mm hmm. Kazir White's a mercenary. Brad, mm-hmm. uh, Bradbury's a mercenary. Mm-hmm. Sue Joseph, mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you got that many mercenaries, you brought into the organization. CJ, JJ, exactly. yep. mercenary. Those are guys that brought in, not necessarily, no, no, flat out to win right now. Because if they were guys that were just, I mean, they're rentals. And Howie mm-hmm. Rosen went out and got him some guys that were mercenaries, knowing that they could potentially win a Super Bowl. So anything other than a Super Bowl to me is not, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a failure. Because if it was just them looking into the future, those guys mm-hmm. would have signed the big time deals. More than just one year, dog. They are renting guys for one year. Sue, Joseph, White, CJGJ. Um, and the list goes on. <clears throat> These guys were just brought in just to win now. Fletcher, even Fletcher Cox, because they knew that this they had a small window in which they could maximize a Super Bowl, not Super Bowl get to, but a Super Bowl winning team. And I really think that AJ once they, they acquired AJ Brown in that trade, it <clears throat> it it, it, it kind of boomeranged them into that whole way of thinking, that mindset that we have to win. A Super Bowl now. Yeah, I I agree, I agree, Barry. And and look, fourteen. I can't use the word failure. I can't. Well, best record in football overall in a season where you know you got to cash in all your chips because you got to pay Jalen Hurts in the off season. You get bounced this week or next week. 
I don't know, man. You call it whatever you want. I will say disappointment more than failure, but it is absolutely a disappointment of. Yeah, that's a ma- it's a major disappointment. I uh, there's no question because of everything Barry just said. They went out and rented mercenaries, but if, to me, if this had flopped and they if they didn't finish with a winning record, if they didn't make the playoffs, absolute failure. But they completed the first the two phases of the mission. They secured the number one seed. They got to the playoffs. The Super Bowl for the NFC runs through their backyard. So they've completed those missions. Now, they should beat the Giants. And I'll, and, and, and I'll be in Monday, when we come on the show, if they don't beat the Giants, I'm going to have my head down. I, I'm going to be speechless. So I think for the first 30 minutes of the Monday show, I might not say anything. You don't have to say anything because I'll be hollering and cussing. I know. Oh, I know you will. Because that's why I'm going to sit back. I'm going to sit back and take notes. And write down the words I need to talk to Mama Brooks and Trisha about the bear shoes on Monday. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Oh, Trish, man. he did it again, Trish. <laughs> well, at least you'll just say pray for me. My mom said, Oh, this boy here. Just pray for me. All right. So the, the other thing is it is always good to take a little inventory here. And we sit here, you know, on the heels of the playoff game and what this thing looked like two years ago. It was still right. Doug, it was still yeah. Carson. Yep. And they won four games. And there was, there was even confusion whether or not Doug was going to be back. You remember how you're going to get rid of Wentz. He went from that to this in two years. It's yep. it's one yep. of the re- most remarkable turnarounds. Like we, we're talking about how unbelievable the Giants, what they've been able to do with their roster setup. The Eagles were a disaster that season. To get to where they are this quickly. Four and a half it, games. It's a major tribute. Man, it, it just goes to show you what you can do with the advent of free agency, how quick you can patch the dam. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with all the monopoly, monopoly money these these front office people can play with nowadays. Hey, the Rams did it. Rams sold a farm yeah. to win their Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what they did. They won their Super Bowl. Now they got to they got to pay the piper now. Mm-hmm. But they 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 achieved their ultimate goal. They wanted they won a Super Bowl. Okay, well, that's why he's trying to get out of there now. No, he's he said he's staying now. He said well, he's, he's staying. staying now because he everybody made him seem like he's such a. A, ba- a heel for leaving when it goes yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly. He but yet we still can't get over the fact the dude told his coaches to look for other jobs. Yeah, that to it me makes is, no sense. Whoa, yeah, it makes no sense at all. I would just wonder, like, what, how, how invested are you? Like, if things aren't going well, and you know what's going to happen beyond this season, I would worry about him. Uh, That's you know. we'll see. There is the lies the problem, Rob. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you told your coaches to leave, so evidently there was something uh, in the organization that really. Mm-hmm. didn't come out that should have came out. I mean, come on, man. You know, we we all know what they did. They went and bought them a Super Bowl. Now they got their Super Bowl. Yeah. Same thing with Howie Roseman. He, he He's trying to buy a Super Bowl right now. He just he just went about it in a better fashion, though. Yeah. He didn't get he didn't get these guys. He didn't get these guys to come in and put them on the hook for uh for um for all that money. You know what I'm saying? Like he brought in free agents that were just rentals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he he <laughs> They, you know, their GM, he, he he bought the cow. I mean, we just we just got the milk. Yeah. He bought the cow and everything. And the farm. He? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now he's under all those contracts. All these contracts will be off the records, off our books mm-hmm. next year when free agency starts. I agree. It's so, we, I mean, he just yeah. went about it in a better way. Yeah. Um, I like this, by the way. Malcolm Jenkins, Tory Smith, 
and Brent Selleck are the honorary captains for the game. That good choices with those three guys. Hey, I got I got to step aside for just a minute, guys. Yeah, I, I apologize. Why not me though? I Why know, am I right? Call. I didn't you, call for nothing. How about you if it's an NFC Championship game? There we go. They better call me, man. They better call me. That, but I, I will say this: you know, you, you talk about guys who, and I, Tory Smith wasn't here as long, but you talk about three really good representatives of the organization, right there. Right, three leaders. right, right. Yeah, for well, sure. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a damn good uh, guy. You know, same way. Also, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I, I would. I like did a lot for this organization. I did more than Tory Smith did. I, I just didn't win a Super Bowl. You did, minus the little yeah. Super Bowl thing. Yeah. You yeah, did. No. I, didn't, I didn't see you do anything, but I'm just saying. Wow. That hurts. I can't. I can't lie with a straight face. It's tough. It's a tough crowd. I was, was trying to give a little love out there. That man. you know what? That's that's I me. Mean, that's that's big time, man. That they and mm. and the way the organization brings us back and the way they brought back. You know, I mean, this is this is um this is big, man. I mean, Malcolm Malcolm was just as important as Foles was as far as winning that Super Bowl. You know, he was the quarterback of that defense. Right. He allowed them to do a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? So that's a great – and then, you know, we're talking about guys like you know, Brent Selleck. Brent Selleck was a – you know, he he was a, one of those pillars in that locker Top room dude. during that time. Man, yeah, he was dude. a pillar, man. Pillar in Philly, Philly sports, you know, the time he was here. You know, he stayed here. He he, he didn't go to another team, right? He just retired, yeah, right? He retired. He retired. We, we had him on. Uh, we, yeah. yeah, remember we had him on the show. It was, it was, he was telling the story. He visited, I think, Cincinnati. And, and I think it was, was it in Dallas too. also? Yeah, I forget whichever one. He said he was, he was like walking through the facility, and he and it dawned on like, what am I doing? Like I'm I'm an eagle, man. I can't. I, I, he said I could have probably hung around for two more years, and he could have. Yeah, he could have been a backup tight end for a couple more years, but he said he just didn't have the heart to play for another team. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so what is that saying about me? I'm just a whore, right? <laughs> well, hard no, no. Sass. Here's what I would say. I mean, he damn, got, you guys are played, just on me today, bro. What's no, no, up with I'm, this? I'm going to try and give you love. He uh, he played a lot more years with the Eagles to start his career, where he had a little bit more equity. Uh, up, I would say you got a game tomorrow, man. Let's go, man. Let's All right, go. Let's go. Um, What's your game face, on, man? I mean. It. Come on, right, man. I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm I'm excited for tomorrow, bro. Are you going to be able to sleep tonight? No. No, I'm not. I'm gonna sleep I'm gonna have like to a baby. Something, man. I'm like, you don't sleep anyways. I know, but I will tonight. I have to, man. I got this dude coming from Guardian Protection, man. They're redoing the entire security system in the house. You always have something going on, man. Dude, right. they put, yeah, but they pulled this. Me. They pulled this crap about because the system is so old. It's a three G. It was here when we bought the house. Everything's five G now. So yeah. you got to upgrade, or it won't. It won't sync. I got to pay all this money out of my pocket to have this thing upgraded tomorrow. Oh, by the way, you can you, you, what? I ain't making Bear Brooks money. Um, oh, by the way, your internet will be interrupted for about six hours tomorrow. Ooh, six? What are you going to do for six off hours, bro? That's the family problem. I'll be on the road heading to Atlantic City tomorrow doing pre and post oh, game. Man. Oh, then you breaking camp too. Yep. Oh, you wrong. It's too late. Yeah, you ducking when that happens. <laughs> What do you want me to do, bro? What do you want me to do? Hey, look, I told you they're going to be cussing you out. They're going to be like, yeah, oh, this dude just going to leave like this. Hey, let me no tell you something. And when you don't get... have internet, you don't have cable or anything either. Nothing. Oh. Look, hey, that's what you stream. That's why they got all these people here know about streaming. You can't stream. Well, no you know internet. What? Yeah, without I'll internet. I'll tell you what. 
Go to the closest <laughs> Starbucks, Brouhaha Cafe. Go wherever you got to go. I to dare get you to internet. tell Trish that. I dare you to tell yeah, Trish. Good luck. I, I ain't telling Trish nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All I, mean, I know you might, is. You better hope fam- you're on the road before that. Before they find out what's going on there, man. My, my family loves to accuse me of over-communicating things, right? Like, <laughs> they don't, it drives me that they don't communicate enough. I yeah, over-communicate. Right. So I've sent three texts, family blast texts over the last week. Do not forget this is happening on Saturday. So nobody can say, hey, you never told me this was going down. I've told them in detail what was going down. Your internet's going to be interrupted off and on periodically. They said it takes four to six hours to do the complete transformation. Oh, they'll be happy when they get these new iPad, these new iPad touch things, though, to, to secure the house. They'll be happy as heavy as a lark then. Hold on, I got to put up with the Marcus has a suggestion for you. <laughs> man, I ain't reading no book. book. I ain't reading <laughs> no book, man. Duck, Duck say books and newspapers are still things. <laughs> no, they're not because if they're not, if they're not on, uh, if they're if they're not on the internet, yeah, it's, it's not on the tablet. If it's not Kindle or, or yeah, it doesn't count. All right, I can't um, be reading a book, man. Books too consume time consuming. I can't. Well, do you that. need six oh, hours to kill. Might not me. They do. I only need. I'm out of here. And here's the thing: they pull this. What time you leave? Oh, uh, let's see. This, uh, I think our pregame show, Xander, correct me if I'm wrong, our pregame show is six to seven uh, tomorrow. Um, and they pulled leave it. About I, two? I'll probably leave about between, or, yeah, between one and two. Get there four, get to my room, change, you know, have a good little time to breathe, go downstairs, do the pregame show, go watch the game with, you know, Mike Missinelli, Seth, you know, Xander, uh, Tone, uh, Devin Caney, um, you know. And uh, then do the post-game show till the wee hours of the morning, get a good night's sleep in my luxurious suite. Oops, did I say that? And then get up in the morning and come back home, you know? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, look at me. Uh, first of all, I got to I gotta get up. I got to battle getting into that place because there's a, there's a it's called the Phantoms, right? Yeah, I guess the Phantoms are playing a game here. The Phantoms are playing at 1 o'clock. And they're opening up the doors early if you if yeah. you go uh, for parking, so the families can come in the tailgate. That's only telling that the, the Eagles that they can come tailgate earlier. So that means they're going to be all lathered up in a fury and, and 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 ready to roll and all. You know, that means there's going to be a lot of drinks being served from eight o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock that night till they get into the stadium. Oh, uh, Mr. Brooks, you never learned from me. You, you learned a lot of things from me, but you never learned the art of knowing the windows of when to slip in the, to the stadium. There's always that window when that it's first really wave, but when that first wave of people go in, okay, and then the second wave that comes late. There's always that window there. Like for one o'clock games, it was right. always between nine and ten, and okay. I would always get there between nine and ten. All right, so what is eight o'clock then? What is so o'clock? you got an eight fifteen game. So if they're opening the gates up early for a Phantoms fan, the Phantoms game starts at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So those fans are already be in the parking spot. Fans who want to tailgate early get their definitive spots. They're going to get in with the Phantom group. Now, what time is your pregame show? Uh, my pregame show. I, well, I got I got to do Birds Huddle before that, so six. So you 30. need to be there. You need to be in the building by five o'clock. It's at the latest, right? Right. So you be in the building by at least four o'clock. Four? Oh, yeah. Get in the building by about four o'clock. So it takes you like, what, 20 minutes on a normal day to get there? Mm-hmm. So instead of leaving at like 3.30, leave it about three. Okay. Just for the traffic, okay? So you get in. You already got a designated area when you park. So it's not like you got to drive around and find yeah, no, but you got to get to that place first. Oh, man, you got to the 11th Street side, dude. I'm saying, I'm saying, even getting to there because uh, it's been live. If Xfinity live right there, the traffic yeah. always it just bottlenecks right there, man. 
I would do if the game starts at one, I would get in there about two, Barrett. The game will be underway. Just, just it's still be... pretty early. It's six hours before kickoff. That's yeah. your time. I'll get that, you got that big window where people, the math, the major main people, the main tailgaters will be already in place. Okay, it's that second you know wave. You got to worry about what? I'll be able to go get something to eat from people tailgating too. There you go. That's why yeah, you, you just walk it. around the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why. I love you guys. I and there's some what? killer. There's some killer stuff going on. Oh my goodness, yes. dude! Let me Ooh. tell you something. There's sometimes I, you know where we parked on this side oh. over there and walked to the building. Yeah, dude. There's these one group of people. Every time I could, man, they'd have these grilled shrimp. Yes, it's you know legit. filet mignon. Now I only did. I would say in the 23 years I was there, I may have just stopped and tailgated with people for a few minutes, maybe three times total. Yeah. Three times in twenty three. No, but they years do it right. It's not. They do you, it right. It's bro. not like you know some little. Yeah. It's serious. Like people uh, get get real with that stuff. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. All right. Yeah, you're right. Real quick, let's touch on some Sixers. I do want to give them a little love here. They're four and zero on this road trip, um, and yeah, they're just handling everybody. They're they're coming in their way. They beat the Blazers last night, one hundred five ninety five. Seventeen of twenty one mm-hmm. games they've won now. They led by as many as twenty six. Blazers made a late run, but the Sixers yep. held them off. I'm telling you, man, Embiid is on a mission right now. He has had 30 and seven straight games. He had 39 and three blocks last night. Yep. He has been nothing short of awesome. And now they're tied with Milwaukee for the second yep. second place in the East. You know, like the Jeffersons, they're moving on up, man. You know, mm-hmm. and I think Embiid made something uh, mentioned something about it, he can't even begin to put into words the chemistry he has right now with Harden. Yeah, the the, the pick you and know. roll has been awesome, yeah. and. He's been working primarily from the nail, you know, yep, the, like yep. adjacent to the free throw line, which is it, it's it seems he can see the floor, he can pass it better, he knocks that shot down every time, or he can drive it. I think they've really hit the rhythm, those two. And I tell you, Maxie's like a lightning bolt off the bench. You know, last mm-hmm. night he, he, mm-hmm. he only had 15, but he was seven of twelve from the floor. He was excellent, gave him just energy right Absolutely. away. And you know, and Harden, he's not dropping 30 now, but he's a 16, 14, 10 guy last night. He's getting you in the twenties. I'm telling you, man, they're, they're they're playing really, really well. Now, time will tell. Ten Milwaukee rebounds, and Boston. Huh? 14 um, assists. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bruh, come on, man. Wow. Harden yep. is that dude, man. I mean, yep. that means he's rebounding himself, taking the ball down the court, getting to the uh, nail, and then Pat, bruh, that's all we need from him. Yeah, he's, um, he, he's really um, bought into this distributor role, and – you know, everybody is is that much better for it. So yeah, there's there they have been fun to watch. And as much as we all sat there and said, "Call me when the playoffs start," you're missing out on something pretty good right now. They're playing really good basketball. They get the Kings, who are not the usual Kings. They'll get them on Saturday. We're all going to be consumed by the Eagles. I get it. But if they can finish that off, they're going to be five and zero on that West Coast. Yep. That's a hard thing to do on the West Coast. Well, one thing I I don't I still can't I, I it's still hard for me to fan him. Although he's getting less minutes, you know, so he only got 19 minutes, man. But P.J. Tucker, man, with no points, man. Oh, One my goodness. Oh, rebounds. Yeah. I need him showing up in other categories if you're not going to score. I need right. you getting some rebounds. I need you doing some other stuff. And it's – Right. Yeah. that's uh, That hasn't been great so far. I mean, the um, only thing we have to worry about is you keep your fingers crossed is when Harden grabs a hamstring or, or Joel grabs a foot. So we got to – it's the only thing we got to worry about with those I two. I agree with you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. healthy. As long as they stay healthy, they, they should be able to roll for most part. Because, you know, you brought this up the other day, Rob, and I, was, and I started looking at the uh, numbers and the standings, and I'm like, I can't believe how many mediocre or trash teams there are on the NBA this year. Terrible. <laughs> what Terrible. What the heck happened? I'm telling you, man, if you look at it, right, 
and I know, like, like you just go to the East. Detroit's an embarrassment. Charlotte oh sucks. Orlando sucks. The Wizards suck. You know, the, the Raptors aren't good. They're not in the same category as those other teams. They, they stink, too. The yeah. Bulls stink. Damn, man. And then you go out West, the, the Rockets, oh, my God. The Spurs are awful. The Lakers stink. Like, there's, there's a lot of trash in that league. What what happened with these teams, man? Because players are still there. What the what the world happened? Some of it is they're in this perpetual yeah next year or sort of tank. It's like, dude, what when does the shell game stop? Like, when are you ever gonna like just start trying to win and build it up rather than Jeez. just trying to lose? It's it's brutal. But I wanted to pass this along too before we uh, before we step aside. So Ben Simmons gets ejected last night. It was oh. in foul trouble all game, and he's going back and forth with the, with the officials and. Finally, the one guy had enough and rung him up, and, and he got tossed. He got double teed. Um, Gunner, his numbers this year, seven and a half points, 6.8 rebounds, 6.3 assists. That's what a max player is giving you this year. Man, and, he, and, he, and they he, need he, him he. now because Durant's out with an injury yep. with the knee, and, he, and they've dropped four straight, and they're all looking at him to step up. It's not there anymore, man. He's not capable of stepping up. Need, that, dude, that dude needs to give a rebate on the money he's stealing. That's what Please. he needs to do. Oh, he's not going to do that, but I'm yeah. just saying this, though. Um, aren't you guys surprised to even see he's playing? Because there was a time I thought he wasn't even going to touch a basketball court. I, I, I agree. You know, I, I, I think Barrett – and he's missed a decent amount of time with some injuries that some people maybe question a little bit. Right. But he's got to play to collect those checks to some degree at least. You know? Well, he got two more years left on that deal, right? I, he might have three. He actually what? might have three on it. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll check his contract while we're talking about it. But I he think is, he is, he. The, you you talk about what you call uh, what you call uh, uh um um Galladay, Jesse James in the NFL. <laughs> so what you gonna call? What you gonna call him, man? I mean, I mean, come on, is that Cole, Doc Holiday? No, the, the young. Are you familiar with the younger brothers, Cole Younger? They were just the biggest. Yeah, those are the younger. He's one of the younger brothers, man. Barry, yeah. by the way, you were right. He's got two more after this. Is that what you said? Two more yeah, after this? Yeah, two more He's after this. Two, all right. So, but here's the problem, man. It's 37.8 next year and 40.3 the year after that. Wow. For, 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 a, for a seven, six, and six guy. He's two. He's he's both the Cray brothers put together. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he's making 35.4 to give you those those kind of stats. Are you kidding year. me? Come on, man. And we and we and we get pissed off about Tobias, you know, only giving us eleven. I, I'm right. Tobias Tobias is battling his ass off every night. Right. Whatever I mean, we see Tobias. him playing. He he's even playing defense. Yeah, he is. I look, I have a lot of respect for the way he's gone about his business. Me Tobias. too, man. You know, this I, team I is this team has really shocked me because I, I didn't think that there was a way in which you could have James Harden coexist. You know, a ball down two ball down the guys like Embiid and uh and Harden on the same court. Yeah. And yeah. I got to give it to James, you know, that he he's, you know, he said, look, I got to reinvent myself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and that happens, you know, once your body can't do what you it used to do. Yeah. You know, like now, you know, I can't go out and run anymore. So I've been working out lately. What do I do now? I go on that elliptical for about an hour. We see you do it for about 30 minutes. Show meeting. I see you yeah. on it. Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it. it's, it's crazy. You know, you got to you got to be able to adapt. You know, you got to go out there and make some things happen. Yep, adapt or die, man. You're going to be I mean, a dinosaur. You're going to be extinct, so you got to adapt. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get a timeout. Uh, Derek's favorite defensive coordinator is looking for employment, which we'll dig into that when we come back. He's been telling us about him all year. He loves him. He's just got a poster up in his room. I told you he was a fraud. You wouldn't listen to me. All right, I said I hear you. You told, us, you told us that even before. I'm like, 
I, I know. Yeah, I played on the downhill. I just never, you know, I never I paid attention to the uh, defensive yes. side of the ball. Yeah, but yeah, he, right. he was in Green Bay with us. Yeah, he's yeah. in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. he was fourth to twenty-six Green Bay man. All right, let's let's uh, let's get out <laughs> why, here and we'll come why back. You got to bring up the pass, man. Why I, you got to do that? A little. I gave you too much love. I had to get, get you back. You know. <laughs> I've been trying to be nice since the first of the new year, but you know what? It's kind of like that line from the Godfather. You know, when I try to change my personality. You know, just when you think you out, they suck you back in. Yeah, that's what we do. We are suckers. All right. Uh, for Barrett and Derek, I'm Rob. We'll get a quickie here, and we'll come back. We'll talk some NFL. We'll dig into all four games, break it down, and tell you who's going to win this weekend in the divisional rounds as well. Don't go anywhere. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about Razor Technology and Disaster Recovery because the middle of an emergency is the wrong time to wonder who is in charge and how to respond. Restoring malfunctioning systems, re rebooting complex servers, reconfiguring applications, bringing backups online, and reauthorizing users all takes time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business can be exposed to. Razor Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider, to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. 
Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hour number three of the program here our Sports Day. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Getting you set for the Eagles and the Giants 815 tomorrow. We thank God it's saying tomorrow at least. We're not we're not doing the major countdowns, but uh Derek enjoys my countdowns particularly. But uh so tomorrow night at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, I'll tell you what I don't enjoy. What don't you enjoy? All this respect you guys are putting on this Giants team. I don't enjoy Man, it Ain't nobody putting no respect. We're giving all both sides of the equation. It's just that you're stubborn as a Brahma bull and you're not listening. Hey, That's all we're saying. Listen. We ain't giving we ain't talking about respect. We ain't talking about fear. We're not talking, we're talking about both sides of an equation, which is what you do in football, my 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 stubborn friend. <laughs> hey, D gun. <laughs> and and if he dies. He dies. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm pulling right now. And if he dies, I'm telling. I don't know. Like I don't think they're losing. Let me be really. Clear. I don't either. But if they lost, he's going to be inconsolable on Monday, man. Like let me, t- let me tell everybody in the chat room right now. Woo. If somehow there's a miracle that happens, miracles do happen in football. If somehow the miracle happens, the Giants pull off the shocker of the weekend. I want everybody to to log on at least five minutes early, pull up a chair, sit a spell, get your popcorn, your beverage, and wait for the show to start. Because at 12.01, Barrett Brooks is going to lose his doggone mind. Yeah, yes. Yes, he is. I'm tired of, you know – we don't say enough about our team. And, you know, yes, we and, do. No, we don't, man. Yes, no. What? Bear, when you cover a team, spring, summer, fall, preseason, it's, it's 17 games, including a bye week, okay? How right. much more can we say, brother? Really? You, you're right about that. Yeah, you're I right mean, honestly, that. like, yeah. we, if we didn't even touch on the Giants, we, we, we've we hit every story angle from the Eagles. I mean, you yeah, like, come you on, ain't man. told nothing but the truth, man. Trust I me. Mean, I'm sitting there ripping my hair out every morning trying, <laughs> trying so, to come up so, with things we're going to talk about. So, so, last, yeah. Yeah, so uh, last night I take my gun on one podcast with uh, Jeff McLean. And by the way, that'll drop tonight. Jeff does an incredible job awesome. breaking down it. So, so one of the questions you are just I shameless, Jeff, aren't you? Yeah. What? That's not <laughs> you shameless. shameless. No, shameless is if I say, oh, by the way, everybody, don't forget – uh, the Jacob Sports Media YouTube machine Eagles pregame show starts tomorrow at 6 p.m. Hey, come on out and join us live at the Galleria at Ocean Casino. If you can't join us live, join us uh, uh, here in the chat, you know, on the YouTube channel. 
And also, right after the game is all said and done, join us for the post-game show. Maybe that's shameless. Oh, Damn. did I say I, that? I, I threw it up there, and you tomahawk dumped it. You tomahawk dumped it. That's all I did. <laughs> all I did, baby. You set him up, Barry. That's all on you, man. That's you. Oh, man. No, but, but uh, no, I, I love your gun on ones. I do. I know it was the last one, Zach Berman, I think, or who who was your, your previous? Uh, Zach Berman was last week. Yep. Excellent. And, uh, yeah. To the, and uh, the Jeff McClain one will drop this evening at like five or six. Xander, Xander, wake up, man. We haven't heard from you all day. What you guys, by the way, Xander? those guys are both great reporters. They really excellent, are. Excellent report. And good yeah. dudes, too, man. Just good down earth dudes. Absolutely. Um, but very insightful, very well written. Uh, and, and Rob has said it many times, and I'll second the motion. You, you need to follow them. You need to read everything they write because yeah. they're very insightful, always giving perspectives that you don't think about. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's hit some NFL news, guys. Uh, we, this one came down yesterday, and you know, not uh, usually you say much to someone's chagrin. No, Derek wasn't chagrinning. He was grinning when this mm-hmm. one came down. So, right. like a Cheshire kit. Ed Donatel, formerly now the Vikings defensive coordinator, is he gone? Okay, he's out. He got he got shown the unemployment he, line. He died. No, yeah, not surprising. I mean, the Vikings did have a legitimate offense, but that defense was terrible, man. Terrible. Rob, I think terrible is an understatement, and here's why. They were 28th in points allowed. They were 31st in yards allowed, giving up 388.7. Oh, by the way, in that uh, in the Giants game, as a matter of fact, it is billed as one of the worst Vikings defenses in the history of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, by the way, in that Giants game, they gave up um, five scoring drives of at least 75 yards. Think about that. Not one, not two, but five Jeez, scoring man. drives. That's all you need to know. All right. Their 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 pressure, their their uh, pressure, four man front pressure. Uh, ranked tw- it, it was like 23.9%. And they went, they played nickel personnel 80, almost 81%, and still couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Buy that man. Yeah. I, he might be a nice dude. Never met him. How does he keep getting gigs? Because he's a nice guy. Yeah, because of his name. And when you've been in the league that long, how many coaches have been recycled yeah. in the NFL? I was talking about Pat Shermer yesterday. I yes. don't know how it keeps happening, man. You know, it just it, it it's a small fraternity. Now some teams will step out of the comfort zone and bring in new new people. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It didn't work for Arizona. It did work for Green Bay. It so far is working for 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 the Giants with Dayball. It's working with Robert Sala, even though they didn't make the playoffs. But a lot of cases it doesn't work. It's it's a crapshoot, you yeah. know. No, listen, I hear you. I hear you. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there uh, with the Vikings. Um, Interestingly enough, there's 10 offensive coordinators looking for work. Now, Donatel's on the other side of the ball, but 10, man, that's a lot. Yep. Never seen that before in one season. 10. When everybody's looking for the next great offensive mind, you got 10 dudes now that are out of work and 10 teams looking for an OC. You know what's going to happen? One or two of them are going to get recycled. Yeah. I think a Byron Leftwich gets recycled. Mm -hmm. Um, But where are you going to get these guys from? Uh, you know what? It's what's going on is the new quarterbacks are coming to the league, and you got to know how to set up these teams to adjust to more athletic guys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you you can't just go out there and think that you can have Dan Marinos again. They're they're, right. they're not. There's no longer. There's there's not a lot of those left anymore. You know what I mean? 
where Cincinnati, there's one. Right. Um, the Chargers have one. Uh, you know, I mean, but most yeah, there, of the there's guys still now, some, but there's yeah. not nearly as many as there used to be. But you got to be able to move. You got to be able to go improvise. You got to mm-hmm. use more than just your arm to run it to run these offenses, and you got to be open to reevaluating what your offensive mindset is and schemes to adjust to what you know teams are doing these days. I mean, a lot of teams are going and and getting into these running games. When I first got in the league, everything was about a running game. You had Emmitt Smith, you had Ricky Waters, Charlie Garners, you had guys like that. You know that you know they ran a rock, and that's how the offense was run. Well, then it just ch- changed. You know, over the time, it's changed towards the end of my career. You needed guys that could pass and you know get the ball down the field, and the defense has changed. You know, you used to have big linebackers. You know, because they ran the ball so much, everything shifted to these quarterbacks to throw the ball down the field, and you couldn't defense couldn't touch the wide receivers. So you get smaller at the um, at the um, at the uh, linebacker position to to go out there and cover tight ends that run around like the Shockies and yeah. guys like that, the Hernandez and guys like that. So now everybody compared these smaller DBs and these smaller linebackers. They're running the ball again. So that's why you see a lot of these teams are running the ball. The Cleveland's, the Eagles, uh, even the Giants, um, Ravens, because their smaller defenses can't hold up to the running games these teams are now. So it always changes in seasons and you got to be able to adapt to these concepts in these seasons. And that's, what's going on. I mean, if you can't adapt, you can become old and you're out of there. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, you know, if you're not getting these young guys anymore, I mean, what else is there to do? Yeah. Well, I, I agree. Go. And that, and that's why a guy like Brian Johnson, who's had, you know, so much success bringing along, helping to bring along Jalen, I think would be coveted out there. You know, would would be a guy that they would be looking at in, in, in you know big time, um, for sure. And I wonder if Steichen gets a head coaching gig if they don't elevate just from within, and Brian Johnson gets the gets the nod as the offensive coordinator. That's going to be pretty interesting to see what ends up happening. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, all right, so a couple other things. The Ravens are very confident that they're going to be able to re-sign uh, Lamar Jackson. They've gone pretty public with this. You know, basically the GM said. Um, you know, it took some, some take a long time. Some don't like, I think the, I forget which contract he referenced took a really long time for them. He said, uh, Roquan Smith's came together really fast. Mark Andrews took a while or whatever. He said, it's, you know, we're not worried about it. He'll be back. And I think Harbaugh used the the phrase 200% guarantee he's going to be back. So I don't know if that's helping, uh, the Ravens in negotiations, but they must believe they're pretty close here at least. Well, not only that, but they said he will have a hand in determining who the next OC is. Yeah. You know, that tells me that's confirmation he's coming back, you know, and that they're not too far off from getting a deal done. If your head coach says 200% he's coming back and management says that he will have a say in who the next OC is, that's confirmation that he's still a man in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. That's all I need to hear. Yeah, I I think the same. I'm thinking the same thing. Because if he has a a say so in in, in those type of decisions, that means uh, they think he's going to come back. I I I think he needs that opportunity. He didn't I think he didn't play because of that. He was not going to jeopardize his future. I agree. Knowing that. And I think they kind of reassured him by not ma- you know, pressing him the issue and making him want to play too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think they pressed that issue. Mm-hmm. So, uh that led me to believe that he was going to be there. Yeah. You know, cuz if, if they just been like, "All right, if you heard something come out like, "Oh, he's abandoning the team" or something like that, that'd have been an initiative pushed out there by 
the team. But you didn't hear that. So once I didn't hear that from them, I'm like, oh, he's going to be back. He'll be back simply because they would have produced another narrative and, and got him out of there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yep, saying? But yep, they they, yep. stood, they stood there, their guns like, okay, they, there was no pushback or kickback from what he even said. Usually you, you get a kickback from what, what the players said, but they didn't even say they, they didn't say anything. They didn't respond at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Well said. Well mm-hmm. said. All right. Gronk says that a bunch of teams reached out this year. He wasn't <clears> feeling it in the least. And the chances are slim that he comes back. He didn't close the door completely, but slim. I'm telling you, if it's Brady, everything changes. If it's not, I think he probably is done. He says the possibility of coming back is very slim. And I think if there's one guy who can get him to come back, although I did think at some point this season, he was going to come back this year to help his buddy out. And he didn't. Yeah. I wonder if he's gotten to a point where he loves uh, the free lifestyle of his body not getting beat up. I mean, he's still doing commercials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he's still a big name, I'm sure he's commanding a pretty penny. You know, I think it's one of the greatest stories that this dude has been living off of his commercial endorsements his entire career and just banking, which is great. I wish more NFL players right. would do that when you consider almost 80% of the league ends up broke. Well, and that's the other thing, Derek. Like, uh, they, and people, he has the rep of being, you know, kind of the party guy and all that. He's sure. the total opposite, actually. He doesn't. He's very smart with his money. He backs Absolutely. everything, and he's so he's not going to be one of these guys who has to play to survive. No. He's, he's, Maybe he's, he doesn't want to come back. Maybe he doesn't want to do bang helmets anymore. You know, who can blame him? You know, I wouldn't blame him. He got beat up pretty good. He had a lot of yeah, back he issues. Like yeah, he, was, he, did. he was pretty beat up. Knee uh, issues, back issues. The Bengals have ruled out uh, their right guard Kappa, mm-hmm. their left mm-hmm. tackle Williams. They're both mm-hmm. out. And we already know, you know, Lael Collins. So, you know, Joey B, good luck, brother. I mean, he, you, you're going to be you're gonna be well short here. But, he, I mean, he's been here before. Don't get me wrong, where they've been, you know, short. And he's still been able to stand tall in there. But that's going to be a tall task um, against the Bills, you know, being down three offensive linemen. It's going to be tough. If there was any other team other than Cincinnati, I would say that's a major problem. But because he has a history of overcoming that obstacle, I expect him – it's going to be a dogfight in, in Buffalo this weekend. I expect it to go down to wire, and I think Cincinnati has a good chance of winning that game, even with the offensive line deficiencies being the way they are. Yeah, I would say both teams last week. Uh, the the with the Bills, they played down to the Miami Dolphins, and with the Raven, uh, the Bengals played down to the Ravens. I think both played down to the, the level of competition, but right. I would not yeah. count Cincinnati yeah. out, man. No, you nope. can't count Cincinnati nope. out. I mean. He's just that man. He is just so gifted, man. I mean, he yeah. is really yeah. a good, yeah. good player, bro. So, what I mean with the weapons that he has, and the way they can control the offense, they can control the narrative with how they run the ball. You know, they have two good Mixon and Pirine are both yeah. legit. Yep, two two Oklahoma guys too. That's crazy, isn't it? You know, so you know, and and. It's easy for for uh for Callahan to, to you know dial up the run when you have wide receivers that you got to you're gonna be running into a light box. You got to have somebody out there for uh, Jamar Chase, T yeah. Higgins. Oh, and if you get about it and you go out and try to stop those two, you got Tyler Boyd sitting right there in the wing, you know, waiting for somebody to mess up. Um, Don't forget the tight end, Hurst. Uh, yeah. Hurst yeah. is a weapon also. Um, so Alex Kappa is out. Jonah Williams is out. Yep. And, and Lyle Collins. Lyle already. Collins is out. Right. Yep. Who do they have playing on the offensive line? God I know. Me. It's not good, man. Right. 
Oh my goodness, uh, Max Sharpening. Yeah, he and he he's one of them. He's one of the substitutes. Yep. He's and one, you, then have a rookie, yeah. Cordell yeah. Volson. That's the other rookie, and then uh, uh, Jackson Carmen is the starting tackle. Who? What? Mm-hmm. Who are these guys? Oh, they might put Smith over there. Uh, Deontay Smith. Wow. They, I mean, they are. Yeah. Oh. He's going to have to get the ball out in like 0. 0.5 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is going to have to be get grip it and rip it. Uh, but he can do that. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll but their see saving how. grace is their defense is healthy, bro. Their defense. Is I like their defense yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like their defense a lot. Actually, I think it's underrated. Uh, Trey Hendrickson. I remember when yeah. he was in New Orleans. He was a baller in New Orleans. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. Um, all right, so let's stay in the AFC. Um, let's go to let's go to Dougie P and uh, and uh, his mentor Andy Reid. Uh, that's the early game. Uh, Chiefs are fa- nine point favorites in the in the four thirty game. Mm. Um, wow. For that one. Yeah, it's uh, how about this stat? Uh, Rich Gannon threw this one out earlier today when I was talking to him. The Trevor Lawrence is thirty-seven and zero when playing on Saturdays. What in, in college and in, in the NFL? He's never lost on a Saturday uh, prior to uh, getting to Clemson. Are you kidding me? So for whatever it's worth, uh, yeah, not that he plays a lot of Saturday games, but he is this week and last week. Um, Here's another stat of interest: the Chiefs have seventy-three plays of twenty or more yards this season. Oof, seventy-three. Seventy-three plays, but. The plays of sixty or more yards when they had Tyreek Hill is way down. Yet they've they they somehow found a way to emerge as one of the best records in the NFL. Hmm. You know that tells you it's about the system, not just a player. Now Miko Hartman is out in that game. You know, this yeah, game. he's not playing right. But they went, um, I, I haven't seen the latest injury report, but they ruled him out already uh, for this game. But they've had they've had to play a number of games this year without Miko, and they found a way to win it. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. You, Doug Peterson and Andy Reid know each other so well. You basically know what Jacksonville is going to run. I don't think Doug is going to deviate too much from his game plan. But with this Kansas City team, these dudes sit in the huddle and scratch up plays in the dirt while the game's <laughs> going on. You know, well, you know, I, they, they get, you're right. You're yeah. right, right. And, you know, Kadarius Tony just fits right in. What they're oh, my goodness. You know, he, could, so. he can fit New York, but all of a sudden he's, he's a star there. Right. So, I mean, you look at, all right, McCole, uh, McCole Hartman, you know, he was a speedster from Georgia. He, he's out, but they didn't miss a beat with, you know, Tony coming in and he's been playing a lot of reps too. He's, yeah. he's been a, he's been a force for him. So Juju Smith Schuster and, 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 uh, Kelsey's always there. You know, that was it Valdez Scanton. Yeah. They, they've been giving a lot, man. I, I like him. I just don't, got don't forget Hilaire. It was Hilaire. Yeah. But let me, but, Defensively, man, I, I just don't see it, man. Yeah, no, I, I don't see it. it. They got two rookies starting yeah. on the outside, two rookies, and one of them was a seventh round draft pick, and Jalen Watson, and the other one, Trent McDuffie from from Washington, Dude, first round pick. Yeah. Now, so, do you see it in this game, Barrett, or long term? In other words, you know, AFC Championship game and or Super Bowl, or are you saying in this game it's going to bite them with it? In, in this game, in, in this game, is so you like the Jags? Them. I do, I do. Oh, I like I like okay. the Jags, and, and the reason why the defense of Jacksonville, man. I mean, you, when you look at what they have rushing the passer, he's not gonna mean Patrick Mahomes not gonna be able to get away from all the time from you know the guys they have rushing the ball. And I, I like Devin Lloyd and how he can go out there and, and and really make it hard on 
um, hard on uh, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. It'll make it kind of hard on Kelsey. Uh, we're not even talking about what's his name for for, for your side. Uh, yeah, cool? uh, yeah, cool? uh, yeah, yes. Uh, well, you mean whatever, whatever his name is, number 23. Yeah, that's what we'll say. Number 23, tackle machine. Yes, Russ the Pasher, yeah, Trayvon Walker coming off the edge. Um, Josh Allen coming off the edge. Man, <clears> they, they got a nice little mix, you know, they, they play very aggressive. This will be a good game, man. Okay. All right. Really, really good game. Let's go Cowboys and uh, 49ers. Um, the 49ers are minus four. This is the 630 Sunday night game. Um, how are we looking at that one, Gunner? I think I think Dak Prescott better uh, get one of those inflatable rib protectors. Because he's going to need it. Because he take off running against this defense, he's going to get stuck. Because these linebackers are super fast and they don't miss tackles. Yeah, this isn't the Bucks. Yeah, this ain't the Bucks. This ain't nowhere near. Close that really to the Bucks. shocked me too, man. That those guys didn't. Um, that um, they didn't play well, bro. I know. Uh, like you knew, you knew the offense. You knew the offense stuck, but the defense right. didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, I thought they. I thought they were going to be. I mean, you had Akeem Hicks. I oh, thought he goodness. was going to go in and play. I thought you know uh, Levante David was going to play well. None of them played well, bro. It was it was just disgraceful even how that defense played, but I tell you what, you look at it, huh? Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, mm. they 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 have a nasty nasty disposition. Yeah, about man. Yeah. yeah, they hate everything that comes through the middle. I think I think Brock Purdy is going to tattoo that secondary. To be honest, I think with those with those routes that they run, those receivers run and and Kittle. And, and and when you start putting McCaffrey in a slot, I think they're gonna tattoo that that, that passing secondary. I think the offensive line is good enough to hold up against Dallas's rush because Dallas's rush has not been what it was the last four or five games. Um, and I think Purdy's gonna tattoo him. And I think San Francisco should win that game by at least seven, eight points. Mm-hmm. Well, Jerron Curse isn't playing right now. That's another big one. Him, you know, and that's yeah, he hurt. got hurt. Yeah, yeah he yeah. got hurt. He got hurt, so then you know that takes away my whole uh Donovan Wilson because now Wilson has to play deep. Now he's not gonna be able to play a lot around the line of scrimmage, you know, which changes. I mean, they do have Malik Hooker, but Malik Hooker is more mm-hmm. of a guy that gets in the box and plays in the box. Mm-hmm. Donovan is so Wilson was so effective because he was able to go out there, he was able to go out there and cover, he'll be able to cover, uh, you know, Kittle. Kittle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He'll be able to cover also. What's his name? Um, uh, out of the uh, running back, he can McCaffrey. cover him also. McCaffrey, McCaffrey. Yeah. he was gonna be my X factor, man. But with Curse not being out there, they gotta change everything around because now Malik Hooker has a start, yeah. you know, deal. that's a big huge deal. deal, you know. So, uh, man, that's the you know, I, I really, I really had high hopes for that. But I mean, Trayvon Diggs versus who? Who do, who do you put him you, on? Yeah, go ahead and put Trayvon on Debo. Go right ahead. Where are you? Go ahead, go, ahead, go, go ahead and put him on either one of them. Go no, ahead. if anything, they would put him on uh Trey Oh no, no, on um no, Debo? They would put him on Debo. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna put him on Debo. And if they put him on Debo, it'll, it'll be a long day for Diggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A long day for Diggs. And then they start bickering on the back end again, pointing fingers. Yeah. Let me ask you guys uh, of the te- of the other take the Eagles out of it, and I think the obvious one, the, the team they're playing this week, the Giants. But uh, who has your rooting interest besides the Eagles? Who, who are the who's the team 
that you'd like to see advance if you exclude exclude the for me it's the Bills. Dallas. No, come on, man. Dallas. Did you yeah. say Dallas? Yeah. No, what? Even. Number what? one, they beat Dallas. I mean, we got to go against number 49ers. Oh, because you want two, Dallas. Is yeah. That, oh. Number two, because of no team has ever won after they played. No team this year has won <laughs> after they played the 49ers. <laughs> They're all beat up. You know, what, you know what's funny, Rob? He didn't want to hear our tendencies about the Giants game, but he keeps using that same tendency about teams that play the 49ers. Yep. He didn't want to hear us talking Tennessee <laughs> pro and con about the Giants game. But he's been using Derek. it all week. <laughs> Stop, Derek. <laughs> but it's oh true. There is truth in that, though. Boy, it's physical. Physical boy now just beat you to death, man. Physical. They they, they believe in that. Conceptually, they believe in that. They 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 wholeheartedly believe in, hey, we're going to beat you until you can't be beaten anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you guys know Andy Reid's my guy. Andy Reid and I have a long friendship. You know, go ways goes way back. You know, I know Doug Peterson, I know Sean McDermott, but for me, Rob, I agree with you. I would love to see Sean McDermott get to a Super Bowl. I think he's earned that right. He is the nicest guy you ever wanted to meet. His players love playing for him. Um, he's such a good defensive coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a humble guy, and I would just love to see him get shot. You know, Andy's got his ring. Doug's got his ring. I would love to see Sean just get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. He, yeah. better, he better buckle up uh, against the Cincinnati team. Yeah, you're right. Miami is not as good yep. as Cincinnati. Yeah. Yep. And got within three points of them. Yeah. Yes, sir. Very yep. true. Yeah, very true. All right. Then we're going to step aside quickly and we come back. No. And, uh, as he does each and every Friday, our buddy Dan Koob is going to join us from Sport Trade. So we will talk to Dan. When we come back, don't go anywhere. What's up, Gunner? You okay? You made you just got a noise there, man. I'm worried about you. <laughs> yeah, said, that's it. You said we we're gonna take a break. I said, no. We got plenty of time. We'll get we get going. we'll get everything in there. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh we got birthdays, we'll talk to Dan, all kinds of stuff coming up. All right, don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're sports take right back. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. 
and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Friday game day tomorrow. Eagles and the Giants. We just ran through some of the games, but let's go to the expert. Let's go to the man who does this for a living. And you can follow him on Twitter at Sports Trade Coop, K O O B. Does an amazing job. You got to download the app too, at Sport Trade underscore app. Uh, you can get the uh, get the uh, Sport Trade app, and it is well worth it. Trust me when I tell you that. Dan Coop, what's up, Dan? How are you, gentlemen? Happy Friday. What's going on, bro? Football. Cannot wait to see more football. I can't sleep, bro. Yeah, this could be a tough night. This could be a lot lot of thinking about the game night, I think. Not me. I sleep like a baby. (laughs) Gunner. All the time. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, Rob, appreciate the plug for Sport Trade, and of course, three hundred dollar free bet right now on Sport Trade for Divisional yes. Weekend. We're doing it through the end of January, so all you got to do sign up for Sport Trade. You get a free, a risk free, rather three hundred dollar bet. Uh, if your bet loses, we'll refund it in cash, it up to wow. three hundred bucks. Now, a lot of places in the marketplace, they're going to give you uh, credits for bets. We're just going to give you cash, so you can put it in. If it loses, you can take it right out. Even better, if it wins, which a lot of people did this last weekend, they put it all in the Jags, won okay. like 700 bucks. You can take it out if you wanted to, or you can keep playing. Totally up to you. But that's our latest offer at Sport Trade. Let's talk about that game, Dan, because, you know, yeah. it was 27 nothing. I'm sure not a whole lot of faith was still, you know, in Jacksonville at that point. Where, was it jumping ship left and right? Like, what? tell me how the, how the movement went during the, the body of that game. It's one of the craziest games that we've ever seen, Rob. When they were down 27 nothing, the Jags were trading at 50 cents per share. Now, it goes to 100. Zero Ooh. means they lost. 100 oh, means God. they won the game. So 50 cents. And we actually did have some traders jump in at $2. Uh, I actually grabbed it at $3. But we did have one, one better who amassed 160 shares of the Jaguars to win. They started to buy at $5. They ended up winning $16,000. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So kudos to that to that better uh, who took advantage of what you can do on sports trade that you can't do anywhere else, which is basically amass this portfolio of shares and trade out whenever he wants. But he decided to let it ride and it ended up being 16 grand in his pocket. That's pretty awesome. man. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty, too. Like, even if 
look, even if you didn't really think that, that Jacksonville was going to come back, it's worth it to throw a couple little shells on it just to see what happens here, right? 50 cents. Come on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Now, hey, yeah. I'll be honest. I have a young, I have a young child. I did not stay up to watch the end of the game. So imagine my surprise when I woke up and saw 31 30. Oh I couldn't God. believe it. Now, wow. I, again, I, I grabbed him at $3 and I set uh, what we call a limit order. So I actually went from three to 20. So I made 17, but I mean, imagine if wow. I had just fallen asleep a little earlier, I could have made a lot more. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. What's, uh, what's been the movement here with the birds this week? Uh, it's, I, I'm surprised, Dan, I, I, maybe by kickoff, but it's, I thought it would at least get to seven or six and a half. I'm surprised it's, it's kind of staying in that seven and a hook range, but yeah. what, what, what's been the, uh, the movement there? So we have it at seven and a half and I agree with you. I think this is a point too high. Yeah. Uh, I'm not somebody who, th- who says, you know, oh, it's so hard to beat a team for a third time in the division because the numbers, frankly, just don't bear that out. Uh, I think it's like a 65% win percentage to the team that has already won the two previous games. Uh, having said that, I do think Brian Dayball is an awesome head coach. He's yep. probably deserving to win coach of the year. So he's going to do whatever he can to sort of muck this thing up, I think. Uh, so right now we have the Giants plus seven and a half at 49.50 per share, which is the equivalent of plus 100. So that's even money everywhere else. That's the best price you're going to get in the state of New Jersey. The Eagles to win opened up very high. It's still very high. I'm curious what you guys think. What is the the price number per <laughs> share for the Eagles to win? We can go around the horn. Oh my gosh! At least, I would say I'm gonna at say sixty-eight dollars uh, a share. I was okay. gonna say this. I was at gonna least. say sixty-five. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Uh, sixty. <laughs> no, no, 60. I take that. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me take that back. I'm okay. saying I'm saying seventy-five. 77. 77? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. Look, the money, I mean, the line is seven and a half right now. Whoa. And then we seven look at shares. Looking at shares, it's possible 70, 75%. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's okay. looking at 77% chance, according to the market, for the Eagles to win. So, if there's value there, that's kind of up to you. I kind of think there's not. I think the Eagles win the game. I do think the Giants cover, though. So, that's why I'm leaning towards Giants seven and a half at uh, 49.5 per share. Again, equivalent to plus 100. I think, yeah, it, if I I'm, think it's a close game. I'm uh, with you, Dan. If I'm a betting man, and again, obviously, I want the Eagles to win the game, but that, if that stays over a touchdown, man, I, I, I wouldn't touch it. I would just stay away. Mm-hmm. But if I was betting it, and I'm a you know, neutral party here, I'm I'm jumping on that seven and a half in a second. It's an attractive line. And I, I'll tell you guys, what, what about the things that drive me insane, right? Uh, you, you said I was an expert before I came on. I don't consider myself to be an expert. But what I would say is what drives me insane are the trends that people love throwing out this time of year, right? Like you, you said it a couple of minutes ago, 20 minutes ago or so. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. Okay, well, that number takes into account Trevor Lawrence playing in high school, playing in college, and playing in the National <laughs> Football League. Despite the fact that he's only on one of those teams right now, okay? And the other guys, whoever he played with in high school is not playing in the NFL. So I hate those stats. I, I love when people say things like, well, the Giants haven't won a Lincoln Financial Field in nine years. Right. So I'm, I'm banging the birds for that reason, that reason only. People say that stuff all the time. It has absolutely nothing. It has bupkis to do with what's well, going to yeah, happen if you, on the if field there's, And the Lawrence yeah. one is kind of a jokey one. But if you're sure, talking about sure. like a different coach and different <clears throat> quarterback and, you know, you go back to the 80s, yeah. it's like, okay, <laughs> like what – so what? Yeah. I mean, what does that have to do with it? One of my one of my favorite things that people always say is they'll say like, "Oh, you know, Eagles Giants has gone, you know, under 50 and a half points uh 95% of the time since 1975." It's like, <laughs> "Cool. That's amazing. That means absolutely nothing." But people yeah. love betting this stuff. If you look at the public splits between 
uh, you know, I point right back to the Giants haven't won in Philly in nine years. If you point back to the public betting uh, splits on how people are, are going and betting this game, that is an actual factor that people use in their betting. And I just want people watching this to know, don't do that. Don't do that. That's how you lose money. Don't do that. Please mm-hmm. don't do that. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. Um, any, uh, any of the other line, any of the other games lines yeah. jumping out to you at all? I, I know you know, you talked a lot. Well, let's look at some of your tweets, the Jags game, but have any of the other, anything else jumping out at you here? I think I, I don't love Brock Purdy, but okay. I look at Niners minus three and a half, which right now is $52 per share, which is minus minus one eleven. Mm-hmm. I look at that and I just, I don't think it's a big enough number. I, I maybe it's a Mike McCarthy thing. Maybe it's a Dak Prescott thing. I just think this Niners team is so much better than the Cowboys. And I think maybe we, maybe it's three and a half because the Cowboys is the last team we saw, right? We yeah. saw them beat up on Tampa Bay. That's the freshest in our minds. Right. The Niners played Saturday against a team that's, you know, so, so, so maybe people are just, they're, they're high on the Cowboys supply. And it's just been a little bit since we watched the 49ers. It was also middle of the day Saturday. I just don't understand why this is minus three and a half. I think that's, that's an easy one. Mm. Minus one eleven fifty two dollars per share. Again, mm. you don't have to bet. That's not the minimum size bet. You can bet a dollar if you wanted to uh, on sport trade. Uh, that to me is a line that should be at least a point and a half higher. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I'm surprised you didn't immediately say the um, the Bengals Bills game. I think that's the most intriguing game of the weekend when you take into consideration uh, Cincinnati's down three offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, they don't fear Buffalo. They don't fear Kansas City. You know, everybody talks about Joe Burrow takes a beating. Well, he got sacked 51 times a year ago, 41 more times this year, and they're still standing. You know, and and I'm curious to see how's the money moving in that game? Because to me, that's the most unpredictable game of the weekend. Well, the weather is a big factor, too, uh, Gunner, in that one. Uh, Looking at about a 73% chance of snow showers. uh, No, not in Buffalo. Snow? Weird, right? Really strange. So that may affect the total. The total right now. Uh, is 50 and a half. We have that. Uh, the over uh, is at $56 per share. No, let me double check that. The under is at $56 per share, which makes sense, right? Because if it snows, odds are may not see as much scoring. Um, so this number opened up for the Bills around 66, uh, and it has moved to 69.5 per share. So the public thinks the Bills are the team to beat here. And I think a lot of yeah. that has to do with DeMar Hamlin. I think that that storyline, yeah. Uh, is really moving the market, frankly, uh, towards the Bills. And uh, Baird, I, I'll lean on you in this situation. When you have a, a, a teammate who's injured and comes back, I, I, obviously, like this is a, a crazy circumstance, right? Does that give you any more juice? Because that's the public narrative. But I'm curious in the locker room if that actually works. Uh, you know, it, it, it does. Because, you know, you know you got one of your soldiers there. And, and mm-hmm. when you plug somebody back in that's supposed to be there, it really gets you a sense of, you know, that, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to be cool right now. So, yeah, it has it, it, it has a lot to do with um, just like the Eagles and in, in, in when you got, you know, Jalen Hurst coming back, just him coming back that sense. You know, I know that's extreme because it's a quarterback, but like Lane Johnson, you know, yeah, I, I know I know he him being back is going to tip, you know, what I'm saying the, you know, the value that the Eagles have like him coming back. And if he said, if he, if he just said, Oh, I feel like I'm 80%, I bet you the guy by five, five or 10 more dollars as far as, you know, the, um, you know, what the Eagles line would be. 
Yeah, Guaranteed. I mean, uh, Hamlin's not going not to play, obviously, but I know he's visited their facility a handful of times this week. So yeah. to answer your question, Gunner, uh, Bills, the Bills line is actually moving towards towards the Bills as opposed to the Bengals. That, to me, is a great game. I'm actually staying away from the spread on that one just because okay. okay. I, I just don't know. Well, Dan, you, I mean, the, the, you want to win one for the Gipper, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do, man. You know, let's, let's go out there and let's make it happen for him. We're this oh, for yeah, him. Yeah. No, I think people buy into that stuff too. Oh, no that, ex- that explains why the the line has moved three dollars uh, towards the Bills for sure. That that we'll to me like, is uh, is easy one. Yeah, put like this same thing happened um, with Pittsburgh, and Shazier came back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. And yeah, they yeah. put a whooping. They put a whooping. It might have been Buffalo. They put a whooping on Buffalo because he walked out on the field as an honorary captain. Right. You know? Yeah. Possibly. How about Cowboys Niners, Dan? Uh, Well, like I said, I love Niners minus three and a half. I I will say, uh, I I just ragged on the stat about. Yeah, I know. You're not a Purdy guy. I got you. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I, 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 you know, I think Niners three and a half is is the play there. Um, You know, I did rag on the stat about Trevor Lawrence. Having said that, uh, the Chiefs have a very long history of playing down. Even in the postseason, yes. Um, the Jags are eight and a half right now. It's you up to eight and a half. Eight and a half on Sport Trade, so you can get that at uh, forty nine five a share. Again, that's even money. That that's plus one hundred. Okay. Um, that to me is a great value, mm. and because you can buy and sell whenever you want on Sport Trade, you can make a little profit on that if the Jags can hang tight and uh, maybe get to halftime. Uh, you know, a three point deficit uh, if they're tied or anything like that. That's a great opportunity to me to make some money. Uh, maybe not for the entire game, but to give yourself a little leeway. Uh, because, again, we've seen time and time again, this this Chiefs team likes to play with its food, uh, especially when it comes <laughs> to playoff time. <laughs> so, well, uh, especially it's come true. playoff time. Uh, Hiding some of so, those veggies under the mashed potatoes. I know. I know. That's yeah. And, and, you know, people love Doug. I love Doug. We all love Doug. Like he's going to he's going to come out with, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff uh, in his headset. So, uh, you know, I like the Jags eight and a half here. Nice, nice. Dan, good stuff, man. Always, always, always love chatting with you. And, uh, again, follow Dan at SportTradeCube. And SportTrade is is a lot of fun. And no better example than that game last week, man. Hey, if anybody wants wants some second screen viewing, tomorrow we are live trading Eagles and Giants. We're going to have a ton of guests from – we're going to have guests from – ESPN. We're going to have guests from the betting space. We're going to have guests from Las Vegas who are going to come in and live trade with us. Uh, it's going to be at all sport trade social feeds. I'll put it out of my social feeds as well. Gentlemen, you are invited anytime you want to come live trade with us. Obviously, you've got your post game show responsibilities, but even if it's five, 10 minutes, come live trade with us for the NFC championship game, which we know the Eagles are going to mm-hmm. uh, next week. It'll be a great time. Good stop, I'll come man. in and make a little money. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's yep. the goal. Dan, good stuff, man. Looking forward to talking to you next week, man. We can we can uh, chop it up before the uh, championship games. It's gonna be fun. That'll be great. See you guys. Right. Thanks, Dan. That's Dan Kube of Sport Trade. All right, so a bunch of stuff to hit here, guys. Before we get out of here, we're gonna give our exact predictions to uh, on the Eagles Giants game. But uh, let's hit some birthdays. All right, let's do some birthdays. Nikki Six is thirty four years old. Nick Foles. Yes, he is thirty four years young today. Nick. Wonder if he will play any more football. That is a major question. I don't know. Tough call. If I'm him, I'm probably heading off into sunset. Enjoying life. He too made his money. His family owns all these restaurants. They don't need money. Yeah, man. You want it. You know, you made your coin. You're good. Get out of Dodge, man. Go go enjoy your life. 
before you become a, a vegetable, man. Just go. Just get out. <laughs> nice, nice, Gunner. Nice thought there. Yeah, right. yeah. Feel, um, love. Feel the love, man. Feel yeah. the love. Feel I'm the just love. being honest, man. Don't put you yourself in harm's way anymore. You just say, you know, hey, hang it up or whatever. Hey, look, man. You know, I got you. I've seen too you. many, you know. See too yeah. much stuff happen, man. I so. know they don't. Uh, they don't all have happy endings. All no. right. Um, George Burns, the old comedian, was born on this day in 1896. George Burns. Uh, he was. He lived to be like in his 90s, I think. He had a good run, did George? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Paul Stanley of Kiss is 71 years old today. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yep. Quest Love, Philly's own Quest Love. That's right. 52 years old today is Quest Love. Buzz okay, Aldrin, okay. who was yeah second second man on the moon, he is uh, was born in this day nineteen thirty. Do you want to say something about Quest Love? I love Quest Love. I think he's awesome. Love the roots, man. Just love the roots, man. The best. They are the best, man. That's for sure. Uh, always representing Philly too. Um, David Lynch, the director, is seventy seven today. Who's done a lot of cool stuff uh, in his <laughs> career? Uh, Rain Wilson, who played Dwight Schrute on The Office, yep. is fifty seven today. Uh, Stacy Dash. The actress, and I think she became like strong. a political strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gunner beat me to it. You beat me to it, man. But I would agree. I would concur with that. Yes, correct. She, she had a lot like, of. Huh. She looks like she's like eighteen years old too, man. I know she's fifty six. She, she looks like fifty six, twenty six. Yeah, right, right, right. Had a lot of issues uh, with drugs and stuff and um, abusive relationships. I'm thinking, wow, you consider you know what you look like, you know, the success you've had. And, and it wasn't just one it had a series of like, uh, um, I think divorces she had to go through because of verbal and physical abuse oh, and all this stuff. It's whew, hmm. crazy, man. Yeah, man. Um, Evan Peters, the actor is 36 years old. Uh, Skeet Peter. Ulrich is third is 53 years old. Uh, Ron Harper, former NBA player is yeah. 59. Yeah. Sure. He had a really good career. Uh, Ron career. Harper. Uh, Tyler Heroes, 23 years old, Miami Heat. Uh, Federico Fellini, the Italian director, was born on this day, 1920. Aristotle Onassis, who was married to Jackie Kennedy after, after John Kennedy was uh, assassinated, he was born on this day in 1906. Um, that's all I got for birthdays. Uh, Bill Mayer, Mar oh, yeah. Mayer, yeah, he's yeah. 67. Yep, politically correct. Uh, Omar, Omar Sy, the actress, 45. Lorenzo Lamas from Falcon Crest, 65 now. He's 65. Uh, Joe Swash, an actor, is 41. Ray Carruth in his story. What a, what See, a I won't go there, but. I know. I saw that it was his birthday, too, and I didn't want to touch it, man. Ugh. Well, not. There's a couple I left off on purpose, uh, but I brought his up. So you guys yeah, are making me feel bad about it. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> right, Thanks right, for yeah, me. Thanks for me feel bad, Barry. Thank you. Well, you should, man, because, right. I, I mean, because uh, Epstein, the that, that, Nutcase, oh. I want to file. I left him off purposely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Hold you brought up. in Ray Carruth. Hold up. Rob brought up Robert E. Lee the other day. Yeah, okay, you know was... Robert E. Lee? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, he, put him, he put good him point. on there. You, so, Touche. I didn't yes. try to make Rob feel bad for bringing up Rob Robert E. Lee. You know I would have. I would have if I was there. I, yeah, I you, you know what, Gunner? That's fair. See, I would have. I would have. Hey, Rob turned and beat right. I got you. I got you now. Can't argue with that. Yeah, right. I know. Um, all right, movies. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you got a couple. I can't believe. Yeah, you know, a couple. You know, former Eagles. Uh, Colin Jenkins is forty-two. Oh, Colin Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Your boy. Your boy. I love him. You guys love him. We all love him. 
Jeremiah Trotter's 46. Trot's oh, birthday today. Okay. Yeah. X-Men. Yep. And then uh, uh, this rapper called Blueface. Only to say that because it, my kids know who he is. And Blueface. Everybody on the stream Blueface. will know who Blueface is. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about uh, Joey Badass? Yeah. Yeah. The actor, yeah. rapper. Yeah. Yep. Joey Badass. There you go. Oh, his birth name. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> High school musical was 2006. My yep. kids, when they were little, that was on all the time. Uh, oh, did you point. guys get Cookie Johnson? Oh, uh, Magic's wife. Yeah, Magic's wife. Yep. Yeah, you, you guys got her? Yeah. Call there. No, we didn't touch on that. Yeah. It's 60, uh, 64. So. 64. Okay. Uh, we got High School Musical 2006 Split, which is a really good movie in 2017. That was a good movie. That's scary, though. Oh, man, is it scary. Oh. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the founder in 2017, uh, Red Tails in 2012. That was a great movie. Uh, Red Tails is, is really <clears throat> underrated. Uh, good movie. Yeah, it was. That's strong, man. What uh, what else we got? What else do we have here? We have uh, 2011. I spit on your grave. I watched like five minutes of that movie. I said, that's it. I'm done. That sounds pretty that heavy. About? I, yeah, uh, I haven't seen that. That yeah, sounds yeah, pretty yeah, serious. Look, I, I can't describe it. You have to look it up. I can't even describe that movie. Uh, 2012 Underworld: The Awakening. One of love them. it. I love, love it. that movie. That's a good huge movie. Huge fan. Huge fan. Uh, 2012 also Haywire was a good movie. Okay. Uh, 2015 Medea's Tough Love. I'm sorry, I just didn't get into the Medea movies, man. I'm sorry. Like my people, she always want to watch. I don't. I don't like watching it, man. I can't. I couldn't watch. I mean, I was like, I watched the first one, and I'm like. I just wasted two hours of never getting back. Yeah, I just and then the other one was uh oh I, I love my dude Vin Diesel man Return of Xander Cage. Oh yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. 2017, boom. That's a good one. Yeah. Did you guys uh you guys got Tyler Hero right? Tyler Hero, yeah. Oh, we got the, of the Miami Heat. Yeah, and then, uh, what about Jason Richards? Did no. I get that one? No, no he's forty-two. Six, he was here for yep. a minute. Yeah, that's what I'm yep. saying. I always got to get bring it back to him. Nick Anderson wasn't one, but you know, Nick Anderson was a great player. Though, he's a good player. Magic, 55. yeah, yeah, yep. played at Illinois. He was a good yep. player. Illinois, Illinois. Uh, all right, uh, let's uh, let's dig into the game a little bit. Um, we got about two minutes left, and let's let's give our final scores here with our predictions. Derek, you want to go first? Always making Derek go first. Let's see. Okay, Mr. Barrett doesn't want to hear all these fantasies. You don't always go first. Nothing. He always picks me first. I've already started. Wait, I already started now. I'm on a roll. Mr. Brooks doesn't want to hear about all the tendencies, all that. So I'm just going to give Barrett more time to speak because he's all he's frustrated when you start talking about the pros and cons of the game. So Giants, uh, Eagles 27, Giants 17. Boom. That's it. 27 17. uh, Eagles. You happy, Mr. Brooks? I left you more time to talk. I don't need a lot of time because I already said you know, <laughs> my uh my um my prediction is 3218. 32 18. Okay, 14 um, point win. Yeah, and you know wow. this this is this is a game where they won't they'll, they'll have about 200 yards rushing, but it won't be the 250 they had mm-hmm. earlier on. But they have about 200 yards rushing. And uh we see that Jalen Hurts is healthy enough to go out there and whoop some ass. Okay. Sorry, mom. He I did like it again, it. Trish. Like Sorry. It. Sorry. All right, I'm going to go 24-17 Eagles. That's a it's a win. It's it's a little bit closer than maybe we would like, but the bottom line is they come out and they take care of their business and they win the game and they advance to the NFC Championship game to hey, play bro. I I think the 49ers. Yes. Well guys, you you know um maybe they make it to the Super Bowl. Yes. And I got to go to the Super Bowl. Yes. 
Did you know I looked up tickets, you know, so I'm going to see if I could buy a ticket now, if I can get a refundable ticket. Do you know how tickets are running like oh, anywhere from eighteen dollars to $2,000? Yeah, you know why? Because yeah. all these airlines have no workers and stuff, and they just oh. shut down all these planes before Christmas. They're trying to recoup money now. I'm telling you, man, it is that's, it is rough now. Anything dollars for a ticket, man. That's but shopping, I gotta I gotta buy my ticket, then um, you know, reimbursed, yeah, reimbursed. Yeah, it's, it's a, lot, a lot, of lot of cheese. That is a lot of cheese. You got money, man. Stop, stop whining. You got money. Hey, why don't you do what we did in 2017? Why don't you drive there? Drive to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. If you ride with me, let's if, go. if you left right now, you could maybe make it. Right. Let, me, let, me tell you, let, let me tell you something. I ain't never doing that again. I ain't no. never. Uh, Never, never, never. All right, we got to go. enjoy me? No, I enjoyed your company, you and Aaron Tulasic. I'm just not driving from here to Arizona. Well, it'll be the three of us. I got got an RV. It'll be the three of us rolling. I'll do it. If you guys are in, I'm in. No, Uh, I'm going to tell you, no, I ain't in, bro. We got to run. (laughs) We got to run. I want to thank Xander Krause producing, everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Stay tuned for the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. It's been a great week. We'll be back same time Monday to recap Eagles and the Giants for Barrett. For Derek, I'm Rob. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.